I fear for this place. Everyone's got a theory how it started. About Castle Rock's original sin. Was it the Puritans who settled here? Or was it the mills where we grew rich by scraping God's earth until it bled? Was that when he turned his back on this town? Whenever it began, whoever's sin we're paying for, we're trapped in a cycle that stretches back centuries. There's blood in every backyard, inside every house. People say, it wasn't me, it was this place. And the thing is, they're right. Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 108. Welcome to the Buzz Kill Podcast, where today we're talking King of the Castle, Rock! <laughs> oh, I missed my cue. Oh, Sorry, uh, guys. I missed my cue. Damn it. This is why you're never on anymore. You <laughs> fuck everything up. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Justin. And uh, oh, I get to do it myself this time. You, you've earned. You've awesome. earned. You, you've earned oh, your you, spot. You missed your second cue. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I'm Jancy Pants. He, you wait. What do you mean? You guess your Jancy that's, Pants? That's what you guys you, call me. So the, I. I I don't. I've never called myself Jancy. You Pants, should. You so. should start referring to yourself in public as Jancy Pants. Like Brian Jansen is dead. It is now like it's like share. I am Jancy Pants, and that is it. I'll have to tell Allie. Like my yeah. name's Allie. This is my husband Jancy Pants. <laughs> like, like roommate Jen had had the commitment to change her social media to reflect yep. that nickname. And what the where the hell are you? Well, my Instagram says Jancy Pants. Does but it? Okay. Yeah, that's true. It does. It does. Yeah. It does. Well, we'll work on your birth certificate next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, roommate Jen, happy birthday, roommate Jen. Happy birthday, darling. Um, happy birthday. I I live with her, and I swear I didn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good I thing don't she can hear us on Sunday when it comes out. Then in fair, yeah, I don't in live. I don't live with her, and I also missed it. No, I didn't actually miss it. I wasn't home on Monday at all, mm-hmm. uh, the day of her actual birthday, so I didn't get to see it. Did you text her? I was busy. You missed it. I was busy. Yeah, don't, don't try and save yourself. Hey, you're allowed one, right? She. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, no, she turned uh, sixty. Is that, is that how, is yeah. how she is? You, once you become pregnant, it ages you several <laughs> that, that, that several decades. Yeah, so happy 60th birthday, roommate Jen. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, so what's going on, boys? Uh, what have you been up to this past week? Not a whole lot. It's been a crazy work week for me. I yeah. uh, worked a long, like, 18-hour uh, like shift the other day, or however many hours it was. But you had the, the clam fest? Uh, yeah, it was the uh, it was the end. It was <laughs> the Sandy Clam Fest at work? Is that, that right? I mean, I, well, I do work for a church, so uh, <laughs> perfect. Um, 
he's got to pick them when they're you know ripe enough. Mm. That's nothing like a ripe clam. That's not works. <laughs> it's what they always get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Oh, no, no, we have a uh, we have a taste fest that we do uh, at work, which is like uh, it's all the local restaurants come and set up booths. And why do they call it the Oyster Fest in particular, um, though? I don't know. Because is there a lot of like oyster dishes or? They have raw oysters, which I did try a raw oyster again this year. Was it a salty booger? It was the most. It was again <laughs> the most disgusting thing that I've ever just, put in my body. I don't get and it. Trust me, if you know me, that list is long. Now, did you? So, <laughs> did you? Did you chase it with the, chase it with the shot of vodka? Uh, that would have made it better. That's what I was told. So that uh, would have made it better. I it's it's so the first time that I tried it, I tried to shoot the oyster right with a little bit of hot sauce. How the way that people yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I just I couldn't do it. It got halfway down my throat and it was just gag city oh, and God. it was it was runny snot it was like somebody else's we're gonna runny edit snot this. we're gonna edit this down, running down my throat <laughs> just running down my throat it got stuck um, so it's this time salty though, so this time they go you know i've seen people use a fork though and actually like chew them yeah so i tried something maybe maybe that'll be better oh it was worse <laughs> oh it was so much worse Gosh. you know what would probably be good if you have like one of those like uh nutribullets you just put it in. You, you just blend it up into your morning shake. Hey, you make like uh, clamato juice. Oh, there so gross. So what's the what's the shot of vodka thing after? That was uh, uh, so a friend of the family when we had a, a holiday at our house last year. They um, that he brought oysters by, and they were all trying them. And he said you have to shoot a shot of vodka. As soon as you shoot the oyster, shoot the vodka. I don't know if it just kind of kills the flavor of it or I, what I, it does. I feel like you could probably you could pretty much stomach anything as long as you're doing a shot of vodka afterward right i just feel like it would ruin the vodka like i'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just do a shot of vodka i don't know like i don't put creamer in my coffee well some people <laughs> some people some people do clamato juice in their uh in their bloody marys right yeah i guess i can see that so, but so that's like that's vodka and clam juice Ugh. and uh i guess if you just if you put the hot sauce on there it's like a little mini I guess. Bloody Mary. I yeah. I no. I it, it was just yeah. No, I, I will never. I will never I've, do it again. Yeah, it's one thing I've never tried, and I don't think I want to. I I've might actually at some eaten point. raw clams before, and they're fine. What's the difference? Well, a clam is not an oyster. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually asking, what's the difference? I don't uh, know what clams it, are more meaty. Clams oh. are more meaty. An oyster, an oyster is just gelatinous disgustingness, and a clam is actually Slurpy. like, like you can you can eat. I think I think most seafood you can eat raw. I think there's very few kinds that you can't like like a sea urchin for example you crack those open and you eat those things raw like that's yeah. why I stick to vegetables man because I can eat every one of them raw there's no like you know I think I can eat that one no I can <laughs> I'm good I'm not getting sick now now that being said though uh, oysters Rockefeller which is like the baked one with like the cheese and stuff delicious I've had I'll, I'll eat that all day. Oysters Rockefeller is baked. Yeah, they or bake steamed? them. They bake them in the shell with like cheese and the, I think it's cheese, but there's like stuff on breadcrumbs or something. I'm probably not describing what it actually is. I've had oysters before. I've just never had them raw, and I don't yeah, want to. Don't. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so I, what about you, what about you, gentlemen? I've uh, I I finally got around to downloading the game, uh, Play Dead's second game inside. It's like the uh, the the oh. sequel to Limbo. Yep. Which Limbo is like my favorite game ever. And play uh, uh, inside. I played through it twice already. Oh, really? And then went so and then went back and and found all the, uh, the Easter eggs. Um, it's about three hours long. My oh, okay. my second time through, once I knew like the entire layout of the game, it probably took me eh, a little under two hours, maybe. 
But then I went back and got all the achievements and everything. It's oh, so cool. good, very dude. Cool. Uh, you you definitely have to check it out. It's been out for like a year, so I don't know why it took me so long. But you, you haven't played it yet. No, Mike? I haven't. Oh, I. You love it? I, I love it. I'll keep the like fun part at the end silent because I was like, oh, somebody talked about this with. We but... will talk about it later. Yeah. Then. <laughs> what have you been up to, Jay? I've been uh, something new. I've been finishing the Mustang rebuild, which is cool. <laughs> So uh, it, it was something I pulled. I pulled the engine out ten years ago, March of '08, mm-hmm. right? And it was going to be the quick winter rebuild, and everything's got got everything got replaced. It's mm-hmm. like a brand new car, that brake lines, the whole works. And so I have to get a belt, a battery, and put some fluids in it. That's some fluids. That's <laughs> that's what you said last week. <laughs> I did. Well, this week I, I so was... in so in this week. <laughs> Oh well, this week I've been I was working on rerouting some of the wiring, wiring harness stuff like that, and going through the odds and ends and like, well, what are all these extra bolts and what's this? <laughs> what's this Why bracket to? Handful of bolts. There's, there's a lot There's of just stuff. extras. They throw extras in there. <laughs> Pretty much. There's extra brackets and stuff where maybe I'm not running the wiring the same way and stuff like that where I'm doing it my own way. Now, so. I also noticed that in the Facebook Marketplace, you put up a 2004. <laughs> Uh, a 2004 Saturn Ion Saturn Ion with no miles on it? Zero miles. Yeah, I don't believe that for once. <laughs> but but yeah, if, so, uh, if you're listening to the show, you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Just, yeah, so it's exciting to uh, to be close to finishing with that. I'm, waiting, cool, I'm waiting on one part to come in through the, in the mail. So. Are you going to repaint it? Oh, yeah. What color are you going to do? Same color. I already Same have. Color. Sky I already, blue. I already have the paint. Yeah. Nice. nice. What, sea, nice sea foam. What about you, Jancy Pants? Well, I've been busy unemployed, and <laughs> <laughs> which surprisingly, I've never been as busy as I've been since I lost my job, and that is just crazy, and I don't know what the heck's going to happen to our apartment when I get a job, but in the meantime, I've started drinking coffee. And now, you were not a coffee drinker before. Huh? I was not a coffee drinker, and oh. I don't know why anybody is. Oh, those, I'm fighting words. <laughs> them's, them's fighting words right there. You're sitting across from the coffee connoisseur. Listen, there are very few. There are very few things that I am a snob about. Very few things. But my butt coffee, like I, I <laughs> your grind. butt coffee. <laughs> coffee. You know, I my heard butt, the same my butt thing. coffee. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> get the colostomy bag out. You want a nice cup of <laughs> Starbucks? Starbucks. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. Oh my god! No, I am I am I'm a snob about very few things. Um, however, coffee. Is is one of them. Like I, I, I have to get full bean, grind it myself, at least when I'm at home. What do you drink? Carapoo um, coffee? <laughs> <laughs> From Tim Fartons. <laughs> but you see, dude, the best way to get the best coffee, you get the donut shop Keurig cups, you put in the Keurig, press the button, perfect. Best oh, fuck coffee. The fuck the cure. Yeah, that's a that's a good, that's a good way to give yourself a disease. Yeah, cure. Not you're gonna disease the planet first off because of how much plastic they go through, and secondly, oh, God, shut up. And secondly, <laughs> uh, and uh, those things can make you really sick because they get moldy on the inside and they're Dude, gross. Even you, though I do have throw, one, if you but... throw a used Keurig cup out 
into the outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's not really litter because you know something's going to find it and create a little habitat out of it. Like all the hermit crabs yeah. outside of my house? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, they'll, and, it'll be, and it'll be super buzzed up on coffee the whole time. So <laughs> you're, actually, you're actually probably doing the ecosystem a huge favor. So you gotta collect more rocks. Where's the rocks? <laughs> gotta collect the rocks. <laughs> oh my God. Um, anyway, though, coffee, you were saying. It, it's just not good. It's, it's just not good. I don't think that you're drinking it correctly. Like, like, how do you drink your coffee? Black. Okay, he's drinking it right. He, oh, his, his coffee actually <clears throat> tastes like you know coffee. Now, oh shut up. When I started, when I started drinking coffee, if it didn't taste like hot chocolate, I was doing something wrong. <laughs> I put so much sugar and creamer in it. Like, there's, it's no kidding that I was like giving myself stomach aches all the time because it was so sweet. Yeah. Which is odd because I don't even have a sweet tooth. But the second that I started enjoying black coffee, it was like. I'm not a religious person, but I do feel like it might have been a spiritual experience for me. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> it changed my life. Well, for him, I don't really understand. So you drink black coffee and you absolutely hate it. Why not just put a little something in it? Like, like whiskey. I feel like I'm just making <laughs> yeah. something worse. And we'll, that's going to destroy the point because the coffee is going to give me the caffeine and the whiskey is going to make me tired, so I'm not going to change it. No, no it's like a, cream a, and sugar like normal people. Oh. You're, oh. You think that you're destroying the flavor of the coffee? No, I'm destroying the, the flavor of the creamer. Why would I ruin it? <laughs> so you, you, just, so the, you buy the, the creamer separate, drink the creamer. And the sugar is going to make it sticky. Whatever I accidentally pour it on, because it happens. That's not I'm what's the clum- making it sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the clumsiest person on the planet, so that's why I drink diet sodas and stuff that is sugar-free, because I spill everything. So if it's got sugar in it, it my whole house would be sticky from, from the sugar. I, Definitely the sugar. I, <laughs> <laughs> Dong. Um, I feel like I feel like with coffee though, like people who are not coffee drinkers, when they first start drinking it, it's just absolutely terrible to them. In the same way that people that don't drink like whiskey though, like the first time they start drinking whiskey on uh, either straight or on the rocks or whatever, it's terrible to them because they don't have a palate for it. But once mm-hmm. you, I think once you build your palate up though, and you actually come to appreciate it, like. Like I like with like coffee and whiskey both. It was the same thing for me. It took me a long time to really like enjoy the flavors of them. But I think once you do, you well, know. even even beer. Sure, we, yeah. We beer, have a yeah. podcast yeah. about beer and movies. And <laughs> did you love beer the first time you tasted? Oh it? God, no, no. But oh, the first no. beer I ever drank was an MGD. So oh. I, I started off literally the most bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Mine was a Miller sixty four. Miller six like the sixty the sixty four calorie one that you, like you could use it as new, a, isn't yeah it? when did you did you just first start drink drinking beer? that was back back in twenty ten I had it after my high school graduation party I had a beer in my dad's basement wait what how I was old so are you? rebellious <laughs> I can't <laughs> remember how old you are how old are you I'm twenty seven oh geez Louise he's, he's a youngie I, you graduated in two thousand ten uh high school yeah oh my gosh right. <laughs> graduated well, in uh, three uh, oh my gosh. Fuck you, <laughs> man! You oh, look you're good for your grave, right? Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, speaking of things that are getting old, let's get into some corrections for the week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. I got no corrections. Oh, none. Nope. Um, I have one that's uh, it's not really a correction. It, it was something that I meant to bring up last week, and it, it feels wrong to not at least bring it up once. We talked about 1922 for like 40 minutes and never brought up the fact that Mike Patton did the music for it. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. 
I noticed that, that in the credits, and I was like, yep. That's, that's pretty awesome. He's a genius. Yep. He does everything. You know who Mike Patton is? I actually read an article on 1922's music literally last week, but it's completely escaped my mind. But I do know what other <clears throat> movies has he... Uh, well, he's the singer of Faith, uh, no, Faith more. no More. He did a record with Dillinger Escape Plan, yeah. which is... What? <laughs> and then uh, his band Tomahawk, I think, is awesome. And then he's also he does like a lot of um, does a lot of voice work for video games and stuff like that. And aside from that, he just he composes awesome music. So I wanted um, to bring that up just because I I yeah. felt like it was relevant. This could technically be news, but I'm not going to cover it in the news. So I'm just going to bring it up because you're talking about what? musicians doing uh, music for things. Yeah. Uh, we talked about before how there's that new Watchmen TV show coming out. Yeah. Uh, it was announced uh, today or, oh, by, or take it back, it was like a week ago that uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing all the music for the new Watchmen oh, show. Oh, cool. Nice. Which is very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, nice. Atticus Ross do, did, uh, uh, was it the Saw stuff? Mm, no. No, no. He, did, he, did, he did something else. Cause we he talk, did the Book of Eli. They do the okay. He's done other stuff too, though, because we've talked about him before. Well, they, I mean, they re, we talked about him probably within the last few months because him and Trent Reznor did that uh, Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Reboot. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah. That was probably it. Yeah. Uh, I think the, you're right. the only other thing I have is um, we were talking about 1408 and 1922, and I said uh, now going back 10 years to 1408, it was 11 years ago, but it was 10 years before the release of 1922, which came out in 2017. That's it. That's all I got for gotcha. corrections. Yeah, I had uh, nothing either. So. Cool, cool. Nothing from Vito this week? No, no. Vito Power! Aside, aside from telling us that our show sucks so much? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jerk. Hey, man, some, someone's got to call it like it is. All right. All right. So what are so, we drinking this week, James? Uh, this week... Since we are talking about... Um, I'm not sure why I asked you. I already know what we're talking about. Well, we're, we're talking about Castle Rock. We are. The new Hulu series based on the Stephen King universe. Yeah, we, we, we didn't even get into that. This is the last week of our Stephen King birthday extravaganza, take your mother to the dance bash. Bash. Yep. Bash. <laughs> so, uh, just... just Fair warning right now, I'll warn you right now, and I'll warn you again before we get into the tofu, this is going to be heavy on the spoilers. Yes. This is a brand new show, and if you haven't watched it yet, it's 10 episodes, go watch it, yeah. and then come back and listen to this episode, because yep. we're going to talk about all of it. Yep. We're going to spoil it for you, Jay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> to put that away. Put both of those away. <laughs> he has two dicks? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, I wasn't done looking. <laughs> uh, so, we are drinking today Cage Rattler. Which from, will make a lot of sense if you've seen the show. Which would make a lot of sense if you've seen the show. Uh, this is from Victory Brewing Company. It is a refreshing blend of lager and citrus. So it's kind of a... Um, it's shandy, I believe. Kind of a shandy, isn't it? A little end of summer kind of <clears throat> shandy deal. Even though, it's, even though it's technically fall. <laughs> dumb bastard. All right. Where's my pumpkin spice? Uh, <laughs> life is a journey. Wherever the ride takes you, Cage Rattler is our spin on a German classic connecting lemon freshness with the infinite smoothness of a crisp lager. Low in strength and high in flavor, this beer is one to pack when you want to taste victory. Low in strength, Michael. Our last week of the Stephen King extravaganza bash. It's only three percent, I think. Oh my! <laughs> so here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I'll have six, this, please. This 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 beer, this beer is so much more meta than you can possibly imagine. Why is that? Because like our like our friend the kid in Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Mm -hmm. 
This beer too has been sitting in the back of a cooler for about two years. <laughs> this <laughs> beer expired in 2016. Hmm, okay. <laughs> so there's a good possibility oh, that this could Lord. be shit. Now, before you drink, okay. if this is shit, I brought us a backup. Oh. And because this is the first time we've ever talked about a TV series. Can I tell you, even if this isn't shit, you're still yeah. going to have to get your backup out? That's all I'm going to. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but Ooh. since this is the first time we've done a TV series, yeah. so we're changing that up, right? Sure. We're going to change up something else, too. Change is scary. <laughs> He's reaching into a sack. We fear change. It's a nice Castle Rock. Oh, it's Sauvignon Blanc. No, nice. it's not Sauvignon Blanc. It's a Cabernet. Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet made by Castle Rock Reinery. So, <laughs> so we're about we're about to mix the grape and the grain here, boys. It's have, uh, it's happening. Should be an interesting night. Oh, that should have been breathing the entire time. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah the, now the now the tannins aren't going to have enough time to breathe, Michael. The, and the it's kid taste didn't like get to breathe. Okay. He was breathing in cigarette smoke for 27 years. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give this cage rattler a try, and then, uh, and then we'll crack open some wine. It tastes fine. Tastes pretty alright. Okay. This is this, this is proof that that expiration dates on beer is shit, and this um, is and this is not one that should age, but it's fine. What uh, now, have we it, tasted on box, it before? On the box it says 2016. Is have that, you had it before? Well, I have a, not, but I mean, typically you can take. There's a bad funk usually when something goes bad. Is that a brewed on date or no? Can, can, oh, maybe, oh, could be a, date could or? be a canning date. Yeah, mm, it's in the red somewhere. I know that. I saw it when I bought it. It's there. I swear. When you were reading this beer, I just kept imagining a like a baby's rattle, right, with Nicolas Cage's face on it, <laughs> and just shaking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cage rattler. Cage rattler. <laughs> I want one. Uh, oh yeah, it says enjoy by the 9th of October, 2016. Okay, okay, so we're less than two years then, but still, uh, barely. A less uh, at 3 p.m. specifically. <laughs> 3 p. It, just, it says 3 p. So, is there? Uh... It's not bad. Whatever. No, not bad. It's just it's lemonade it's mixed like, with a tiny yeah. bit of beer. It's not it sure rattles bad. my cage. <laughs> 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 now, did you happen to bring a bottle opener for that? Oh, shit. No, I did not. Jackass. Sorry. Well, lucky for you, I think I still have a... Uh... This is a nice $10 bottle of uh, red. Oh, so... don't, hey, don't, don't sell yourself short. It's $10.99. Can't wait to drink so... it from the plastic cups there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really high class kind of That's stuff. Exactly what it is. The uh, the production value of the show has gone way we, up. We we have. Ah, <laughs> we, ah. Do you lucky have one? for you? I always carry a wine <laughs> wine cork opener wine key in thing. my backpack. All right, boy. Um, we've talked about doing wine before. Like we talked about maybe doing a. Uh, do you think it's cool to do wine? Do <laughs> you guys want to go behind the building and do some wine? Um, uh, who was it? Uh, we were gonna do a Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, episode yeah. on something we're gonna drink his wine. Wait, we were. Yeah, we, there was a reason. Francis Ford Coppola. There was a reason we were gonna do it, and I forget what it was. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I saw that. I was actually looking for another beer to get as a backup beer in case this was shite. And I, I saw that. I'm like, well, I can't. There is actually a Castle Rock Brewing Company in Colorado. All right. And there's one uh, Castle it. Rock Brewing. Get it, James. In Nottingham, England. You're Jolly so old close. England. You mean Nottingham? Not Nottingham. Oh, James, oh, you're so oh, close. Oh, 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 oh,
Was that it good felt for nice. you? Yeah, that was good. All right. <laughs> I'm pouring mine first. Listen to that. Oh, it sounds like an $11 bottle of wine. That's lovely. <laughs> There you go. Well, you guys can talk while we're I'm doing this. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm watching excited, this. Man. I'm watching this, and I'm just. You're watching it to make sure that I'm pouring evenly oh, oh, for you're, everybody. Yeah, yeah, you're drip, dripping. dripping. You're dripping. Where? You got to spin oh, the bottle, dude. When you're done pouring, we're gonna play spin the bottle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, you gotta do the, but the bottle no twist. There's no girls. Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm sorry. There's supposed, to, there's supposed to be girls when you're playing that. Every every. Oh, I've been playing it wrong. I guess. I'm sorry, guys. You've been playing it right. <laughs> now, have you yeah, had you, this wine before? Spin the bottle when you're done pouring. I'm Miguel, not, you I'm, have to. It, it's, it, it doesn't. It doesn't drip that way. Look at that. Didn't at, drip. Oh my! Look at that, Michael. <laughs> you're so smart. It it's like all on the wine. wrist. I'm used to other people pouring my wine for me. Oh, Thank you very oh, much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, you want to try this yeah, right now? Let's, or give, it a, let's give it a little. Uh, it's a new. It's a new thing. Oh, are you going to read the? I might as well. I do it with everything else. Uh, Castle Rock. Our Castle Rock Cabernet Sauvignon is produced from grapes grown <laughs> in California's Paso Roble, Paso Roble wine region. Here, the local mountain range Lots helps to create <laughs> helps to create a climate which provides ideal growing conditions for Cabernet Sauvignon grapes. With hot summer days and cool nights, this is a classic rich uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Why did I have to put it so many times on the bottle? I'm not French. With a dark purple color and expressive aromas of black cherry and spice. On the palate, the wine is intense, luscious, and full-bodied with a rich core of berry flavors. I'm dripping on myself. <laughs> uh, uh, and there are hints Story of spice of and vanilla in its long, harmonious finish. It makes an excellent companion to beef, lamb, venison, and most cheeses. So, nothing you can drink. No, or nothing eat. you can eat. <laughs> well, screw them! It goes, right? goes well with tofu. <laughs> I love listening to people talk about wine because they're so full of shit. Fucking Brian. I mean, you can like you can pick out a few of the different <laughs> flavors, but God, listening to Somalis talk about mm-hmm. wine just makes me want to punch them. There's a one percent of wood in the in the wine. It's pretty good. Yeah, tastes like wine. It ain't bad. Are you a wine drinker? I am not. No. No. Mike's not are you, really either. Are you a drinker of the blood of Christ? From mm. time to time, I do partake in the sacrament. <laughs> <laughs> they come around, and James is just like, "Nope, brought my own. I got my own bottle. I need extra <laughs> Christ today." <laughs> he, he just he walks up. He gets he gets his communion, pulls a bottle of wine out, and just chugs it. I brought my own Christ. Thank you very much. Up on the blood, boys. <laughs> hey, priest, want you bless this for me real quick? I got some sinning to do. <laughs> All right, so. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the Blade Feed. The Blade Feed. <laughs> A little bit of Neo from the Matrix there. Uh, first of all, we got to thank Jancy Pants for pointing out the fact that this is not the first TV show we've yeah, ever talked yeah, about. <laughs> we have Actually, done... We've done two seasons of Stranger Things, but yep. forgive us. We drink a lot. Haha, Vito, we beat you to it. Yeah. Gu- guaranteed, I'm going to get a call from him, though, because he, <laughs> he has a tendency to listen to something, stop it right away, and then call him. Like, no, you're wrong! <laughs> Every single time. You. And then he'll, he'll text me back, like, 
He'll tell. Oh, <laughs> that was a stank burp, man. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you crack a rat with your mouth? It's those clams. I see oysters he was eating. <laughs> it's that oyster I was eating. Oh. Um, no, like he'll he'll text me or call me and then text me like a minute later and be like, oh nope, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Vito. All right, what do we got for All the right. headlines, Michael? Uh, well, unfortunately, I uh, got to start with the death. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Matthews. Uh, actor Al Matthews, who played uh, Sergeant Apone uh, in Aliens, has died at the age of 75 years old. Um, if you've seen Aliens, you know exactly who we're talking about. Cigar chomping. Oh, you, you you didn't end your sentence with like a, with a <laughs> punctuation, so I didn't know what you were doing. Sorry. Yeah, did you hear about him? Yeah, I want to tell you. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's pretty much what a, I do that, realize that, now that the way I went up with cigar chomping. That old cigar chomping. <laughs> Son of a gun. Sorry. Uh, no word on how he died um, at the age of 75. It could be anything kind of in that sweet spot of old age and not so old. So it's kind of a, you yeah. know, that gray area. Maybe it was all the cigars. Could have been all the cigars. Mm-hmm. He was a sergeant in real life, though. Was he really? A lot in uh, Vietnam. I oh, believe it was. No way. I didn't yep. know that. So uh <coughs> so he he knew the he knew the roles well, which is probably why he played them so well. Mm-hmm. But uh rest in peace to uh Al Matthews. Rest in peace. All right, outside of that, got uh, a little bit of extra news today because there was no way to really dumb a lot of this down because I wanted to talk about all of it. Oh, so no. I'm gonna be as quick as I can. Do it. Uh Sam Raimi is dipping his feet back into the horror game. Uh when he's coming he came on to coming came on to produce a TV show called Fifty States of Fear. Mm-hmm. No idea what the show is about, but it sounds as though it's going to be some sort of maybe anthology thing you know maybe 50 of something that that would make sense i mean uh, uh, there, or, are, there or are 50 states, states in our great in, union in, in here the so. continental united states mm-hmm. you're right mm. so uh perhaps that's what it is one maybe horror do like, story a, yeah, like per... a haunting per state or something yeah, that'd, that'd be, be pretty cool, cool. Yeah. we'd have the what if they're actually doing the uh like the like the biggest folklore or something from that each state cool. that would be pretty cool could be really cool yeah um anyway so no 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 uh, idea what the show actually is at this point. However, it's going to be on uh, a new streaming service called New TV, hmm. which is going to be similar to Hulu with like like a five dollar charge with ads, eight dollars without ads kind of thing. I'm getting kind of. I can't keep up uh, with all so these. There's so many of these streaming services. At some point in time, don't you think that there's just going to be like, hey, pay fifty bucks and you get like you have all, all of them, yeah. all ten of these different streaming services. Yeah. And at that point, though, all that is going to be is internet cable. Right. That's all. It's gonna come full circle. Yeah. Because there's no way that you can keep up on all these. Mm-mm. You know, between Hulu, Netflix, Shutter, this new TV, you have your HBO Go, you have your Showtime ones. You have. It's like you might as well just pay for cable at this point. And stuff like the didn't uh, didn't you say a couple weeks ago DC Universe DC's has their own theirs, yep. coming out now? It's yeah, it's getting a little ridiculous. Yep. But so, they do that now through uh, I think it was through Hulu. You can get uh, your cable package mm-hmm. with your two, four, seven, yeah, and all I've your sports shit. It's like forty bucks a month. We were looking into it, um, but I would just get regular cable because the internet freezes up, glitches out. Does this in an apartment place anyway? Right, you know. Right. I tell you what, so. I still have regular cable and I love it. I, I will have regular cable until I can't. Yeah. You know, it's something very satisfying about Saturday morning just channel surfing. You know what I'm saying? And just finding something that's on TV instead of having to get in the mood to watch something specific. I don't watch that much stuff. Like, I turn my TV on on Sunday and watch the uh, Old Man show, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the CBS Morning. God, that's the best show on TV. <laughs> and then flip over to uh, public cable access and watch Under the Radar or something like oh, that. Under the Radar is Under great. the Radar is amazing. There's something just so <clears throat> nostalgic about 
over the air TV where mm-hmm. it's like you have no choice but you have to watch these commercials aimed at drug addicts. It's just <laughs> there's just a weird feeling that goes along with it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, <laughs> all right. So this next piece of news uh, touches all of our hearts because we love this series even though it got real bad. Um, I know what you did last summer. The unauthorized musical <laughs> Sweet. is landing um, uh, at the uh, at the El Cid in Los Angeles on October 11th. Hmm. Uh, so if you're in the Los Angeles area and you love cheesy teen slasher movies and you love musicals, go see the I Know What You Did Last Summer musical. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> We're singing about it and I'm going to stab you. <laughs> Watch it! Ow! <laughs> so this is not- Just, Justin's actually the lead writer for that. <laughs> in, in, in addition, big announcement here. You heard it first. In addition to that world premiere song from from the musical, uh, it is going to be set to a playlist of '90s B-sides from Eve Six, Eagle Eye Cherry, Third Eye Blind, The Verve Pipe, and more. I'm into that. Right? Yeah. Let's go to. Uh, you guys want to take a road trip to LA? Yeah, for sure. And then, well, we'll talk about it, but we're not actually going to. No, never. <laughs> but we if never you're in the Los Angeles area, I'm looking at you, Vito. I look forward to thinking back on these potential plans and being disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> if we learned See, anything from the Evil Dead musical, though, it's you. You can take horror movies and turn them into sure. Turn them into musical gold. Absolutely. Because the the Evil Dead musical is amazing. And I'm sure that this one will be too. I want to see Saw the musical where the people are just singing as they're dying. <laughs> oh my God, my arms are being cracked. Yours, yours wasn't as good as. Chase. Yeah, it wasn't. You're right. I, I completely agree. All right. Um. So, um, one of our favorite South Korean horror movies uh, was Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Yan Sang Ho working on a sequel, which we've talked about. We are also getting an English language remake, nah. which I think we are a little uh, not happy about. Mm. However, um, it has been uh, announced today by Deadline that James Wan is producing it, mm. and Gary Dauberman, the writer of the new It movies, is writing the script. Hmm. So that actually bodes well for it. So there's actually good... For guys talent. like us who actually like James Wan, there are a lot of, a lot people, of people who don't hate like him. James Wan. I don't... Because, because, he does, because he does more system... Like within the system horror movies instead of like your independent horror movies. Yeah. Like he's a he's a studio guy now. He yeah. does a lot of studio system horror movies. Oh, he's right. sold out. He's making money. That's what a, that is exactly it. What a That's, jerk trying to feed his family. <laughs> fucker. How dare he cash out from his success? Yeah. Yeah. What I, an asshole. I don't. I don't get it either. I still like James Bond. There's a lot of people that uh, that don't even. Like, I won't even waste my time with Insidious and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? The, yeah, Insid- the Insidious series is fantastic. Oh, that's like, so good. I know, but people hate it simply because it's James Wan. I think it's just he's he's reached that level of success where people it's anytime you see somebody who skyrockets to yep. the top, people just automatically hate him for no reason. And it, it, it doesn't I, matter what it is if if you don't see people hating on people that are no good at what they do. Right. They're not like, "Oh, look at that guy, he really sucks." Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like like they're doing something right if they're getting hate. Yeah, Actually, exactly. typically, typically speaking, if people say they love somebody, it's typically because they're terrible. Like Tommy Wiseau. Like, people love Tommy oh, Wiseau, yeah. and he's the fucking worst. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love him, too, because he's terrible, but, like... Like, you can you can love him because he is the worst, but there are some people who, like, do the ironic, like, I love him so much. Yep. Because he's such a... he He's so, like, in tune with his craft. Well, shut up. No, Fuck you. No. <laughs> Mark! <laughs> it was like a Ray Romano. Have you, did, you watch the, did you watch the entire... He, he redid the, um... The entire interrogation scene from The Dark Knight. 
Uh, just recently? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, it's great. so funny. It's, yeah. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's on uh, Bloody Disgusting, I think. Yeah, I think so. Places. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, we, okay, okay, okay. Okay. We got our first look at the Joaquin Phoenix yeah. Joker. Yes. And let me tell you, I never in a million years thought that Heath Ledger's Joker could possibly be upstaged. But I'm actually thinking this could do it. Just based on the look alone, it's it's finally something that's a li- it's very familiar, mm-hmm. but it's very different all at the same time. Like it's more traditional face makeup instead of like the Chelsea grin and the this and that. It still has the green right. hair, but it looks more like a clown. But it's the creepiest looking, normalized looking clown. Well, in the whole oh just the the whole presentation of the teaser for it too, mm-hmm. where you just you see so his character's name is Arthur. You see the the clapper come out and then. Uh, the camera's just slowly panning into him with this really old uh, song. I don't. I'm not sure what the song is. I yeah, meant to look it up. Idea. But this really old song playing as it, as it's coming closer to him, and uh, and then you start to see like flashes like a of a projection over him with the face paint on, like kind of dancing around. And then it finally gets really close to him, and then you see him there yep. with the face paint, and he's got this big nasty like yellow tooth grin. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, his grin goes to just like a a scowl. I was like, man, yep. that whole everything about it's only a teaser. It's not even a trailer. It's well, just they, like a little teaser of the makeup test. Yeah. And it's like if they go, if I'm getting the sense that the vibe is going to be very dark, and if they continue yes. going oh, yeah. in that dark in that in that dark direction with it, I think it's going to be awesome. Well, they also release uh, the the director also put online pictures of them actually filming. So you see mm-hmm. in the full reveal, he's got the purple suit with like the orange. Uh, um, the shirt underneath it, yeah. whatever. Um, and he down just in the, down in the subway. There's a bunch of like cronies behind him with their clown masks on, and they're holding great. signs that say "clown um, for mayor" and stuff like that. Our buddy fucking Brian pointed out that his makeup <laughs> actually looks like the clown goons in the beginning of the Dark Knight. A that was bit. actually me. That said oh, that. was it you? Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> still, still though. Give me some um, credit here. You know who they should have play him? Tim Curry. Right. <laughs> now that that would be well, interesting. Now that he's in like a wheelchair, <laughs> not doing so well. But um, but yeah, no, he looks great. I am I am so excited. Speaking of uh, Joker movies, I'm I'm excited about the uh, Jared Leto Joker movie. Also, is uh, is uh, is still. I can't even say that with a straight face. Um, so the Jared Leto Joker Harley and um, Margot Robbie Har- uh, Harley uh, Quinn spinoff movie. Yeah. Um, was written by the same people that wrote Bad Santa, and mm. they liken it to feeling and in the vein of Bad Santa, mm. which makes no sense to me no. whatsoever. You want it to feel a little bit like the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, but they're talking about like this to- like this, this toxic relationship between these two. But I'm thinking of Bad Santa, and it was toxic, but it was like really funny. Yeah. Like comedic mm-hmm. and i'm one i just don't know how they're gonna play this off and it i'm not excited about no. it is that just because they want it to be so different i have no or, idea or what yeah, different in that one's gonna be good and they need to make a bad <laughs> <laughs> bad joker, <laughs> bad joker. <laughs> i love it um okay we also uh speaking of getting first looks we also got our first look at chucky the new Chucky doll. Oh yeah, uh, from the Chucky remake. And, it's, um, it's it's hard to tell. It's just a very small kind of sliver of his face. But based on what we've seen, I only have one word for it, and that is 
Also should have been played by Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I would I yeah. would get into. It's just the so it's it's a new look, which I'm not just from the little bit that you could see. I'm not super into the new look. They're completely bucking the the whole voodoo aspect of it. There's no Don Mancini. There's no Brad Dourif, and it's uh, it's essentially a, a doll who's controlled by AI and, it went and somebody somebody program like some um, uh, some disgruntled employee programs it to have no limitations. It's AI, so it, it's going to learn quickly. And then didn't I don't Will know, Smith make this movie already? Um, it's called it, iRobot. Yeah, <laughs> iChucky. I that's that. It wouldn't <laughs> shock me if they named it iChucky or something like that. Like. Fuck. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I'm not a well, fan. There, there was an AI movie too, wasn't there? Just called AI. Yeah, yeah. It I, was don't, a, I don't. I don't remember it much. To know if it was. It was a Spielberg movie. I think um, it was like a feel good movie, wasn't oh, it? Okay. I don't know if it was feel good, but it was. Yeah, it was like Haley Joel Osment, and I don't feel ever good watching him. <laughs> not even in uh, Tusk. I, I see fake people. Not even in Tusk. <laughs> not in Tusk, I, right? Yeah, in Tusk, though, I was just distracted by his tiny face on his huge head. <laughs> <laughs> I was distracted. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's tiny face. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, let us let us know what you think about the, the new look of Chucky and the direction that they're taking it in. It, this, is, this is going on at the same time that they're currently creating, like the original creators, uh, Don Mancini, including Brad Dourif, are doing a TV show. Mm-hmm. So... Why even? Yeah. I don't get it. But whatever. Uh, Don Mancini put up a tweet with a uh, with a, a picture of some celebrity. I forget who it was holding up a sign that just says, "I don't know her," <laughs> <laughs> which I find very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so recently Pluto TV, another streaming service. Luckily, oh. this one's free. But uh, whatever, um, has acquired the right, the streaming rights to Unsolved Mysteries. Oh. And instead of just you know broadcasting them on their network, because who does that? They've made an entire channel that is twenty four seven Unsolved Mysteries. That's that sounds all right to me. That's, That's not where I thought you were going with that. Actually, oh. I thought you were going to say you know they bought the rights instead of just broadcasting them. They're actually going to solve the mysteries. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody <laughs> solve these mysteries? <laughs> Solved mysteries. <laughs> be, be the worst show ever. It's just like you cue old Robert Stack voiceovers and then some guy pops up on screen and be like, it was the wife. She did it. <laughs> they they the, can the totally pop up video it though. Like they, they show the episode and they have like little factoid bubbles pop up with like, like this killer was actually found and this and that. Or they could like, that would actually be really good. Right, actually, millions yeah. into the show, the production, this and that. Put some of that money into finding these criminals. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be make way too much sense. <laughs> that um, wouldn't be intriguing TV. That would just be the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because the news never has good news. Like they solve something, the news is always bad. I guess you know. Ten puppies killed by murderer just found. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, ten. Ten, pu- ten puppies. They found the puppies or they found the murderer? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's how they were. You, you handed me <laughs> a beer, wine, after I had coffee and a protein shake. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, John Carpenter teased something kind of cool this week. Yeah. John Carpenter teased the potential for a Prince of Darkness TV show on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Should be very cool. Mm, yeah. He uh, he basically he was in an interview and he uh, he basically just said, "Well, we're talking about doing something with Shutter. 
you know, by the way, how would you feel about uh, Prince of Darkness TV show? I mean, we're thinking about it, but you know, something, something's happened. Like, he was very passe about the is whole he thing. teasing his level of involvement at all? or like No idea. Okay. Probably producer is my guess. Right on. Um, but uh, that'd, be, that'd be cool, though. Yeah. Prince of Darkness was great. I haven't seen it. But, um, <laughs> no, Vito... Vito the type of thing you should admit. Vito, I know, right? Vito's been on me, though. He's like, he doesn't understand how I haven't seen it, and I don't, quite frankly, either. But I know it's awesome because it looks cool. <laughs> and it's John Carpenter. So, I so, mean... So is, so is crack. Looks cool. Sounds cool. Probably awesome. I don't Talk know. to somebody on crack. Cool. They'll tell you it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of crack, what's new on blue, baby? Oh, hello. Caught me off guard. All right. So <laughs> the uh, the unrated version of Evil Dead, mm -hmm. the the remake. Yes. Which was what 2012? I believe it was 2012. Yes. So it's finally coming to Blu-ray in nice. October. Uh, back in 2016, there was an unrated version. Um, that was that got a digital release, and now it's finally getting a proper Blu-ray release. That will be coming out uh, on October twenty-third. So keep your eyes Pretty peeled. Cool. Uh, it's been out peeled. in Europe. Sony via Sony. It's been out in Europe uh, and other countries for a while. It just never came stateside right. for some reason. Yep. And just so Vito doesn't have another chance, it was in thirteen. 2013. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for that fact check. Ha! <laughs> we got your number, Vito. Like, yeah, you prick. I don't even know you. Is he just very <laughs> smart to where he knows all this stuff like that, or does he literally look up everything that we say for this <laughs> job? It probably takes him like the entire week. That's to, what, like. That's to, why. To, to that's why. That's why. When we release an episode on Sunday, he finally gets back to us by like next Friday because he's just combing through <laughs> everything fuck, we say. Talked an extra 15 minutes. It's gonna take an extra day to look this up. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead remake is finally getting a non-limited U.S. Blu-ray release. Very cool. Um, uh, it originally came out on Blu-ray uh, a handful of years ago in a limited edition offering from Twilight Time, and also recently it's been put out by Aus the Australian company Umbrella. Uh, this Halloween season, it's finally coming to non-limited U.S. Blu-ray via Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, which will be releasing it on October 23rd. Nice. Uh, next up couple of horror classics coming out via Warner Archive and we all know how wonderful those releases are. Um, they're better than Scream Factory, Arrow, Blue Underground. Uh, all all put, together. put together. <laughs> uh, Warner Archive <laughs> will be releasing Hammer's Dracula AD 1972 and the Satanic Rites of Dracula on Blu-ray discs next month. Uh, those both star Christopher Lee as mm -hmm. we all know. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll be out on October 16th. I feel like instead of releasing all these movies individually the way they're doing them with like no extras, it'd be better to put the money that you would go into releasing all of them individually and release like a really nice set, like a box set of mm -hmm. all the movies. And that way, and you can do it like um, like Friday the 13th has a really nice set. My Jurassic uh, Park box set's really nice where it opens up like a book yeah. and each page has a disc inside of it. And you can put like fat, because there's not a whole lot of extra special features you can make for these old hammer ones. Right. But there's got to be like documentary where they could put the money into making like a documentary for like maybe each one, you know? Right. Like an ongoing series per like, every Or disc. like you said, I mean, that would cost a lot of extra money, but if they <clears throat> even just made a really nice box set with like some like reading material inside where they could give you random yeah. facts about each of the films. I wonder I just wonder how well these movies actually sell individually. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like like me, I'm not gonna go out and buy them. Um like those are the kind of movies I would stream, but if it was a nice put together box set that had a little bit of extra care put into it where you're getting getting a little bit extra with them, mm -hmm. I would absolutely have that in my collection. Yeah. 
Yeah, why you not? know, like I, I just feel like Warner just does not play this game very well. No, they're just like what we've talked about. What some is, of the... what does Warner know what they're doing? <laughs> this, this new company, they're going to be out of business <laughs> within a year. <laughs> uh, next up, so we've uh, we've we've heard about the kind of the tumultuous go that uh, TCM, the next generation, has had so oh, far. Mm. So they've hit another snag. Ugh. So uh, they already had... Is Leatherface being taken out of the art now too? Yeah, they have <laughs> to take Leatherface completely out because his lawyers are just going ape shit over this. Um, so it hit a couple snags already. Uh, originally, it was, um, originally it was set for a September 25th Blu-ray release. That got pushed back because they had to remove Matthew McConaughey and uh, Renee Zellweger from the cover art, right? I think two weeks ago I told you that it was being pushed back again to October 30th. Yep. Uh, now it's been bumped... Uh, oh no, sorry. It was it was bumped that first time to October thirtieth, then to November thirteenth, and now it's being pushed to December eleventh. Just don't even give a release date at this point. Just yeah. just say we're gonna work on it, and when it's done, we will actually put a date on it. They still, I guess, they still have to keep interest in it. I guess I don't know why. Yeah, why I else know, would you say this over and over? Still though, that's that's annoying. Um, but <clears throat> interestingly enough, Scream Factory did announce that they uh, they will have two cuts of the film. I'm very interested in that. Very, I, I, I didn't even know there was two cuts of the film. I had no idea either. Out there, so, so that's the, that's interesting. So there's going to be two cuts of the film plus director commentary. So oh, if cool. you're bumping it back just to throw a few few more extras in there, I guess do what you got to do. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Mandy, which just came out, uh, what was that? Two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's being I, described I, as the most batshit crazy movie. Like ever, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still have yet to see it, but I've I've heard a lot of good things. Um, this is getting a Blu-ray release in the UK, and also this is just kind of a exciting little thing for you. It's getting deluxe VHS packaging. Yeah. So nice. the way that the uh, Stranger Things uh, box sets were released. Yeah. They were really really fucking cool. Which I didn't. I guess I didn't even realize it because I haven't seen it yet. But it's set in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that yep. they would be giving it a, a VHS package that, release. That seems to be like the new the new kind of in thing for a lot of these movies that are set back then. Because there's been a couple other movies that I've read about that are getting the same type of packaging. Mm-hmm. But it's always over in Europe, you know, where people actually buy stuff still. Right. Fucking Americans. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got for blues. All right. So the last story of the night is probably the most important one. Um... A little actor named Robert England has uh, has has gone on record saying that he is done playing the character of Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Or so we thought. False. You're a liar. So somehow, the TV show The Goldbergs, <laughs> of all shows, <laughs> has talked Robert England into playing the character again for their Halloween episode this year, which is re- awesome. Like so cool. Mm-hmm. TV like sitcom Halloween specials. Are always the best. Um, her, her her current standing, granted, but Roseanne always had the best Halloween episodes. They were amazing. I'm gonna go with Home Improvement. Home Improvement, great episodes. <laughs> um, they, yeah, I, as a kid, they were always my favorite because they were all spooky and like cool and this and that. And the fact that they actually got Robert England full makeup, full everything to come back. I hope to God that it's more than just like a quick cameo or something like that. Yeah. Like I hope that he plays like a role the entire where he's actually episode. like where he's actually in people's nightmares yes, or something and, like that. And it's multiple and he does stuff. Like I, I just I really, really, really hope 
that they they do this right. Like if they're gonna use them, use him yeah. well and use him a lot. Yeah, for sure. Just use him on up. Just use him. <laughs> he just loves um, to be used. There was a there was a, a promo they did for it where they recreated the, the iconic uh, the promo shot of, of Freddy Krueger with his arm over Nancy. Oh yeah. And it was with the mom of the Goldbergs uh-huh. with Freddy. Uh, it, it just looks awesome. I'm have so ever, excited. for Have it. you ever watched that show? Oh, it's great. It's pretty funny. The show is hilarious. Yeah. So that's that's cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, is that it? That's it. That's all you got? All right. Well, speaking of home improvement. Hey, I ain't doing it this time. <laughs> oh, no. Changing it up, all right? Okay. You're getting your stupid fact of the week right here. <laughs> Studies show that if a cat falls off the seventh floor of a building, it has about a 30% chance less of surviving than a cat that falls off the 20th floor. What? Because it supposedly takes about eight floors for the cat to realize what the hell's going on, <laughs> relax, and correct itself. Really? Yep. Hmm. There you go. Well, that is, that is wacky. Um, There's your stupid fact of the day. That's not really stupid though. It's just fascinating. Boom! That was the news. <laughs> who, who has, <laughs> thank you. Who James? has whoa, a cat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We have an experiment to make. <laughs> oh yeah, who's got a cat? I have a cat. Do you? Thomas O'Malley. Thomas O'Malley. Right. And um, do you have a building? Yeah. Do you have a do you have a twentieth twenty story building? We're killing your cat. I, ca- I can. <laughs> I'm still well, phased by well, his no, juke I mean, there. What's that? He said he wasn't going to do it, and then he did it. <laughs> he said he wasn't gonna do boom the the boom thing. No, 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 no. no, no. He said he wasn't gonna do uh, uh, Wilson's wisdom, Wilson's words of wisdom. Oh, cut it. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought you meant. I read through all of Wilson's other quotes, and I was like, eh. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna throw some <laughs> some pointless facts. Of really, the day out he's there. really not that wise when you come down. No, to he it. just says things. He just says things. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. We're gonna we're gonna take a little walk down the street to to the to the rock to the rock. The rock. Welcome welcome to the rock. <laughs> you smell <laughs> with the rock. I smell something. God. Oh. All right. So this week we are talking about Castle Rock. Now, in in the whole idea of this month was celebrating Stephen King. Mm-hmm. And what better way to celebrate Stephen King than by basically making a TV show that is essentially Stephen King fan fiction. Yeah. Because this was not written by King. This was written by other people. Now, mm-hmm. he, he executive produced, so he did have a lot of say in the story, but these are not Stephen King stories. These are basically fans that have injected their own ideas into his multiverse, mm-hmm. and uh, that's this is official well, fan they, fiction, they basically. Used, they used a lot of, uh, I guess, in the way that you would use... F- in the way that you would write fan fiction, they used a lot of the, uh, the locations, a lot of the characters, a mm-hmm. lot of the themes, some yeah. of the... I Characters. Yeah. Did you say I characters? Said characters. You did yeah, say yeah, characters. He, yeah. looked, he I, looked like he was... It dawns, well, because it dawns on me, is this going to be Stephen King canon? 
now in the Stephen King universe? The That's... way they sell it is they say, they say a new story in the Stephen King multiverse. So I'm like... So it is then. Yeah, it, it's canon, but it, everything's canon and nothing's canon. But now like... if he references... <laughs> if, he, if he references like Shawshank now, though, he has to use uh, uh, Warden... Um, Lacey. Uh, Warren Lacey. Warren Lacey now, yeah. Or uh, or no, uh, uh, Porter. The new one, the the woman that's there. Oh yeah, like oh, that's yeah. the new warden of Shawshank now. Like I feel like he kind of has to use that. That's <laughs> no, now canon. No, it's not. What do you mean? Uh, she got smoked by a bus at the end. Oh yeah. Oh shit. She you're right. did. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine, but she's now in the mythology of Shawshank. You know what I'm saying? Like they can throw that in though, like his stories. They can say, oh well, after after she got smoked, blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> well, I, and I guess that you know, yeah, that actually makes sense. Um, because when they're when they're in the first epi- episode, you start immediately picking up on the the little Easter eggs yep. and the references to other Stephen King works, and they mention uh, not uh, Warden Norton yep. is that his yes. name from yep. from uh, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption? Mm-hmm. Like they which, start they which, start to talk about the bullet hole in his office from him shooting himself in the so, in the mouth. So we'll get we'll get here later, and I will ref- I will say yeah, this yeah, later. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we were texting earlier, and Jancy Pants was like, you know, like we should we should what's your, what's your what was your favorite Easter egg or whatever? Mm-hmm. You just said mine. Oh really? That was hands down my favorite Easter egg. You ruined it. You did. Thanks, sorry. Jared. I'm Thanks, sorry. I didn't ruin something <laughs> for, for once. <laughs> <laughs> You're Just white. give it time. You'll ruin something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what we have here, uh, based on the stories of Stephen King, the series will intertwine characters and themes from the fictional town of Castle Rock. That's very vague. Um, that's it. All it was. Huh? That's, that's the. That's the. That's oh, the. Geez. That's the. Super vague. Yeah, that's the uh, synopsis from IMDb. Which, how could you really? You can't. There's not really a good way to fit what this show is about into. Two little sentences. That's true. You know there are I mean? there are a lot of other side stories. It's a lot of moving pieces. That, yeah. Yes, a and lot. it's suppo- almost almost too much at times. I thought it's yeah. uh, it, it's hard to tell if it's too much or if it's yeah. I guess because there are there are side stories that almost seem like they don't they're not really necessary. Yeah, you actually said that at the break, and I was kind of like, yeah, really. And then now that I'm thinking about it, there's definitely. There definitely are. Like one of the like one of the things was, uh, and, and I thought this was really cool because it was really moody and it was really like it was a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. But when, um, uh, God, why why so bad with names? When Molly goes to uh, get pills mm-hmm. from some kid in like a trailer park, mm-hmm. she walks into like this weird courtroom with all these kids wearing masks, mm-hmm. and then it literally just never goes back to it like like why were those kids creepily wearing masks why were they i know i know they said their parents were all gone or whatever but like it doesn't make any sense well they did all say that their moms were off getting drunk and their dads were all at shawshank so the whole idea though of why they're doing this though there's a whole nother story to that that we'll never know uh yeah unless unless it's just intended to be a reference uh a lot of people think it's a reference to children of the corn yeah or lord of the flies Mm, yeah i could see that I yeah. can see that, but was was Children of the Corn was a Stephen King yeah. original, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. I could I could sort of see that, but the fact though that this series though is an anthology series in the sense mm-hmm. that every season is going to be a completely separate story. They might intertwine at some point in time, but like you're never going to get the story of those kids. I don't think you know you're you're never going to go back to that. You're never going to. 
you know. Yeah. So that's that's the only thing that, unless though it's Castle Rock, so all the stories have to take place within the town. So I'm, I guess it's possible. I'm not sure. The, the whole story doesn't take place within the town of Castle Rock because they do mention uh, Juniper Hill. Juniper yep. Hill, yeah, which is in Augusta, I think. Yeah, it's in Rock County, but right, sure. And but, uh, I think they 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 make a few they make a few like just off the cuff comments about stuff that uh, happens in Bangor mm-hmm. or stuff that happens in Derry. So it's kind of it's and even in the intro for the show, there's a there's a little like a quick clip of a map. Yeah, and and it shows several different areas that are highlighted Mm -hmm. that kind of gives you a sense of where this whole thing is it's going to take place mostly in castle rock but there's definitely other stuff going on yeah is did you did you see did you say lord of the flies earlier yeah why because the lord of the flies like it's the classic uh story of kids how kids recreate order and anarchy and uh to me when i saw that scene that's the only thing I could think of, like it was, Children of the Corn didn't even register up here. Mm-hmm. It's because, not Stephen King though. Yeah, it, it's still a classic, yeah. like horror. And I'm going to use that a little bit loosely well, there. Do you but... not think that Children of the Corn wasn't inspired by uh, stories that's like Lord good, of the Flies? Yeah, I guess that's I mean, possible. You know. Oh, and actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I watched a thing about Easter eggs earlier. Yeah, you're you're right. I watched a thing about Easter eggs earlier, and the name Castle Rock actually comes from Lord of the Flies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that well, just, there you go. I, that just hit me in the brain right well, now. I completely forgot now, about it. Are all of these cities, though, like Bangor and um, and Derry, and are all these places within Rock County? Do you know? Uh, I don't think they're all in Rock County. Okay. I think Derry is a bit further away. Like okay. I'm trying to picture a fictional map in my brain. Also, but... to uh, to to Stephen King nuts out there, if you're listening to this and we get anything wrong, either let it slide or feel free to call yeah, us no, out. Feel free, <laughs> feel, free, feel free to call us out because I want to know if I'm wrong too, though, for my own knowledge. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm I've I've taken in quite a bit of Stephen King literature and obviously the adaptations we've watched a ton of them but I don't know all of this stuff yep. it's it's so much information to to have just on the the, the top of your head so it's it's really hard to kind of keep track of yeah yeah um, so if we're gonna try to if you if you've not watched the show either you're here for for one of two reasons either you're here because you have seen the show and you want our take on it or you haven't seen the show when you don't care about spoilers. Right. So we're going to say this just one more time. There's going to be a lot. This is going to be very spoiler heavy. Massive It's very. Of you can't talk about this without talking about the spoilers. Right. Um, so just know that going into it. Uh, if you don't care, maybe knowing the spoilers will make you more intrigued to watch it. If sure. you were not wanting to put 10 hours of your life into a show. Right. Um, that being said, I think the easiest way to synopsize this show... Um, would basically be to say that uh, it takes place mostly uh, around Shawshank Prison, which, uh, well, not mostly, but, like, the story it's, starts well, at takes, Shawshank. I mean, Shawshank's not even in Castle Rock, is it? Uh, yeah, Shawshank is. Yeah, is Shawshank it? is, yeah. yeah. Shawshank. Um, <laughs> um, so it starts at Shawshank Prison, yeah. where uh, a new warden is taking over uh, because the old warden has committed suicide, and she decides to go reopen a wing, and while they're going through the wing, they basically find this sealed vault in the ground this pit and when they go down there they find a guy in a cage Mm -hmm. and so the whole entire story is basically figuring out who this kid is why he's there because he's all weird and fucked up right but then every character you meet has their own side story and their own whole universe around them yeah so it's like you have your main narrative surrounds the kid Mm mm-hmm 
Uh, he doesn't even have a name. His name is the he's kid. The kid. Uh, so yeah, the the, the whole well, story. Well, he kind of has a name. Well, he has yeah. At different at different parts at throughout the, end, the show. At the end, yeah. So he's like the backbone, though. His character is the backbone of the entire show, and all these other characters have their own stories, like like Christmas tree decorations on the Christmas tree, if you will. Sure. That's a Visual, good way of visualize it. that. That's kind of how it is. The um, kid is the tree. And speaking of when they find the kid, that surprisingly enough, considering this is a a Stephen King, uh, a, like a Stephen King universe mm-hmm. TV show, there's really not like a lot of big scares or anything in the in the show. No, it's... The, but that scene where uh, Officer Zaleski first finds the kid down in the tank, that's one of the it's it's actually like the first jump scare you get in the yeah. show and one of the only ones and it was pretty damn effective too yeah that yeah. one and when uh the warren gets hit by the boss like you just don't expect suddenly bam annihilated like that one got me the jump a little bit the only reason i saw that coming was because of the 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 soap doll because it seemed like every time there was a soap yep. doll present which you You're know right. we'll get into that but mm-hmm. every time there was a soap doll present the person who was the likeness of the soap doll ended up biting the dust. Yeah. So, yep. I, it's like I a voodoo that. doll or something like that. Right, exactly. Um, so anyway, they find this kid down in this tank. They don't know They don't know how he got into the prison because mm-hmm. he's in a, a, a wing of the prison that's been uh, shut down for over 30 years. And at this point, he's basically mute. He's, right. not, he's not talking at all at this point. Right. Um, but, and, he, but he does say one person's name. Yes, he says the name Henry Matthew Deaver. Which makes... Which so many more layers were put onto that once you get to the end of the series right. as to why he says that allegedly name. he see okay I think we have we have a different take on this I think <laughs> we I'm, do I'm, I, think. I'm, I think we have a much very different take this on. is gonna be fun <laughs> so I don't think I mean we're this is this is a spoiler heavy spoiler heavy episode sure. and we're assuming that if you're listening to it you've probably already watched the show yeah. so we don't have to get too far into the into the actual plot yeah no, no i don't want to start go from like a to z like, like I, let's no. like let's just let's kind of jump into our feelings on well, kind I wanna, of what, what the hell's going I on i want to talk about the overall feel of this i was i was because like you said it wasn't scare heavy right uh and the, the, the overall feeling of the show was very different than what i thought it was mm-hmm. now me being and we've talked about this in past episodes you know when i think of stephen king i think of horror i don't think of his more drama type you know um mood pieces if you will mood under the pieces. dome had to 11, get that in there um, even though yeah, like even though 47. like we said some of his some of his best adaptations are his drama yeah exactly like, and green, I, green mile shawshank redemption yeah see shawshank's always the shawshank was always the the like sore thumb that stuck out of the stephen king library for me because not being familiar with a lot of his other drama stuff I always had to like, remind myself that this was a Stephen King story because right. it's not scary, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually Castle Rock is more in line with the, the drama stuff, mm-hmm. not the horror stuff. And that's not to say that it's not spooky and sort of sci-fi. And there's there's obviously all that. Yeah, in, there's definitely in supernatural stuff going on. Yes, um, but this is definitely more drama, and I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. That being said, <clears throat> um, a fe- another feather in the cap of J.J. Abrams. Because he, this feels like, this this feels more Stephen King than actual Stephen King adaptations do typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And this wasn't even a story written by King, and that speaks though that speaks to the writers 
and how well they crafted the story. Yeah. Uh, one of those writers, oddly enough, was Mark Bernardin, who does the Fat Man on Batman podcast with Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he was like an editor for the Los Angeles Times or something like that. Yeah, didn't he, he quit that quit, job? He quit the job to become a writer on the show, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, and I, I've been a big Mark Bernardin fan for a while because yeah. of the podcast, so I, when I saw that, it was kind of cool. Um, but he's a guy, though, that just... he knows his shit he always like 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 fan writes like marvel movies and dc movies and his ideas are always spot on right so getting a guy like him to write especially if he's a big stephen king fan which he has to be right you know it 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 really does matter when you hire the right people because like i said the the overall tone of this was just so spooky and the if if i could find one word to describe it it would be gray Mm -hmm. yeah like or, in in bleak. bleak, bleak gray, like in, in like like this. All the the emotional responses you get from like a color, gray is the color I get from this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very dark. It's very gloomy. It's very, but it's, it's not gritty. totally devoid of color. There's right. like a little there, but it's like it's yeah. I don't know. I I loved it though. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole like you said the the whole overarching tone of it. I thought <laughs> I think they just nailed it on the head. The story was tough to follow at times but on purpose intentionally yeah, yeah on purpose yeah. like they they did that intentionally and uh even right up to the last I've, I've seen so many people complaining about this show and about like the the finale like so many people are like oh this this show and the writers they they did exactly what stephen king does in his novels and it's they I, didn't they didn't know how to end it so they just shit something out it's like then you didn't get it yeah, yeah and I then, mean, I don't, I don't fully get what the hell's going on, but I got what I got. Why they did what they did. I will say this: I, I thought that I was alone. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that I was alone thought. in this. What's that? Oh no, no, you, you keep going. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that I was alone in this, and then uh, after we finished it, I wanted to get a lot of other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, to see how other people kind of took things yeah. and this and that. And I heard somebody else say this, and I thought I was alone in it. But the second to last episode, I was not a fan of. I was not a fan whatsoever of episode nine. That was and the one that, that's with the big reveal, like the 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 big allegedly. other side of the coin reveal. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> um, that's why I, I I agree with him on that. Allegedly, the because it, it kind of you have to you have to start analyzing whether or not the kid is telling the truth or not. Sure, but that sure. Throughout the in, throughout the entire okay, series, okay. I, I, I really want to hear I really want to hear your take on this too. Um, my my point though, and why I didn't like it though, is because they spend eight episodes building and building and building all these characters. You have two episodes left to put certain things. What is at least going to be in place? Some things aren't going to be in place, but you only have two episodes left, and then they hit you with this episode that tackles nothing with the original story. And, uh, it, and that's and not it, true. It really doesn't. Not much, at least. It's like this all brand new story. To a whole different side of something that you never even thought of before. Right, but it, it, en- it ends up putting the kid who in episode nine, mm-hmm. you end up thinking is also Henry Deaver. Thinking he's a victim, humanizes mm-hmm. him a little bit. It, it we should put, probably it, explain it what happens. Puts, <laughs> it, puts him, it puts him in certain circumstances where you end up questioning everything that you saw sure. in the previous eight episodes. And I, and I get that, and I get that. I just think that there's so many other moving parts, though, going on in the series. Mm-hmm. They really could have used that extra hour to play with those stories more instead of throw an, another moving part already 
on top of everything else that is going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but the but the finale they could have worked that elsewhere into the story somehow and not used up an entire episode. I guess was my yeah. point. Like yeah. it seemed like it was that the train was moving and then it just stopped for an episode and then the very last episode came and they were playing catch up. Like they had to fit so much into that last episode. Yeah. Because the whole hour before it was told was spent telling a different story. That was that was my only complaint about it. That's yeah. If they could have if they could have woven that aspect of the story into other episodes, that it they could have spent a half an hour instead of an hour on it. Sure. Yeah. But then again, I though, agree on that. it's indicative of Stephen King. Spend a hundred pages to describe a rock that doesn't even matter in a story. So really, it's so King. So they it's nailed it. So meta. It's so meta. <laughs> Honestly, like this brings up really the only two complaints that I really had about the show was the ending and how they wove the stories together because. Because at least from what I've experienced of Stephen King, like he's always had very big endings. I'll say that. I was going to say satisfying, but I think big is a better way to describe his endings. And he is a master at having several like stories going on and weaving together. Mm -hmm. And I know I could tell that they tried to do that in Castle Rock, but I don't feel like they ever succeeded at any real point in it, especially because towards the end, they just went off in their separate directions rather than uh, this big ending that ties it together. Yeah. And uh, I, I felt like if the ending was more obscure, which Everybody that says like, "Oh, that's like Stephen," that's a Stephen King ending. I didn't feel like it was at all. Uh, I feel somewhat satisfied at the end of Stephen King. Like it at least answers the questions, maybe not in the ways that I want it to, but the questions are answered. And well, I, this time, I felt like the questions were answered. But uh, like which which, which I questions? Feel, I in feel particular like are you I feel like about? this. Well, just let me interject for yeah. a second. I feel like this had the well. Because we have to consider too, this is a, a seasonal thing. It's because there's going to be more seasons. Mm-hmm. So Not of the story, though. Huh? Not of this story. Not of this story. No, it's an anthology. No, it's an anthology. So next season of Castle Rock will not be this story. Yeah. Really? That's why I was saying. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Oh, I, that's shit. kind of why I was saying like yep. they don't really answer a heck of a whole lot. Like those kids, those kids in the in the trailer park, we're never going to know what they were doing. Yep. We're never going to know if that was a, if that that was just that was just written in there to be a cool moment in the show and that's it. Okay. Um, well, that completely changes how I feel about this. Because I was <laughs> because I was going to say, uh, I, I feel like this had more of a Stephen King novel ending than a Stephen King adaptation because Stephen King novels don't always end with a huge bang because he continues those stories even if they're just little offshoots of other novels he's always like he always goes back and references his other work yeah in a lot of other novels you know what i mean yeah and he's I've, always like intertwining those stories so that's kind of how it, i felt about this one i had no idea that they weren't gonna yeah. pick now, this now, story back up it could be cool though if stephen king does sequelize it in novel form that could be cool yeah that would, that be, would cool. be cool you know mm-hmm. and he very well could do that and then that would really make it it'll, it'll take him two weeks so <clears throat> yeah right yeah like he put <laughs> um, pen the paper two weeks but which which, Few lines of coke, which he'll parts be good though to go. were you talking yeah which <laughs> parts were you talking about like that they that some stories ended for you with the ones that you liked like let's get into details here. like so the stories that i'm talking about are the ones i've read most recently which is his most recent one the outsider uh, and then I, I'm literally going to finish it on my way home. It's going to take 10 minutes of my audiobook, but I felt like that, that ended in a 
big way, maybe not as sad. Well, that one was satisfying, but then Under the Dome, Mm -hmm. that's another one where it ended in a big way. Like, the entire... Which, uh, the fact that uh, Castle Rock does not mention beyond or under the dome at all throughout kind of frustrated me because it was literally the neighboring town that doesn't exist anymore because it blew up like how do you oh. not mention that so uh, it, wait the town that blew up in need, under, needful things no oh, needful under thing, the dome needful things is set in castle rock oh, and he, even he likes blowing towns up i guess oh he does <laughs> and actually alan pangborn the sheriff in castle rock is, is the main needful character things. for need, needful things right yeah it's so, funny in uh, michael uh, speaking of of alan pangborn uh, in the dark half he was in it he mm-hmm, was played by mm-hmm, michael rooker mm-hmm. he was also in in evil things it was ed harris uh yeah so he's a character that shows up a lot in uh, in King, in King, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the only character in Castle Rock who's actually pulled straight out of other Stephen King yeah, work, could right? Be. Very, yes. very possible, if I'm not mistaken. I unless, believe it is so. unless you believe the theory that the kid is an early incarnation of Pennywise. Mm, how far mm-hmm. into how far into the yeah. it audiobook no, are you? I just made that up because I wanted to see if I could get it. Yeah. Out. Oh. I was gonna say, how would that work? <laughs> no, because um, it, because it has been around since the the ago, right? Yeah. I, I just wanted to see right after the turtle. But yeah, no, the guy that plays uh, Alan in this one though, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scott Glenn. Yeah, uh, he plays Stick in the Marvel Daredevil. Um, Netflix show, mm-hmm. and he was my favorite character of that. So I saw him, I go, oh, Stick! I just called, <laughs> I called him Stick the entire time watching this. I remember but, uh, I, I remember him best from uh, Backdraft. Do you remember that movie? Have you I've ever seen it? I've not seen Backdraft, oh, dude, It's no. such a good movie with Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of Stephen King alum in this uh, in this show, too. You have, obviously, Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise mm-hmm. in the new It. You have... Uh, um, uh, Sissy Spacek, obviously, you know, famously from Carrie. From Carrie. Yep. Uh, and there's a couple. I think there's one or two other other people that were in it as well. Was uh, Anne, Anne Mel- Cusack was in one, I believe. Mm, she was in no, something. No, Anne Cusack wasn't. No. Oh yeah, 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 she was. I'm sorry, I don't know what she was in though. Okay, she was uh, in something. And, and Melanie Linsky was also who plays Molly. She was in Strand. Rose Red, right? Uh, Melanie Linsky. Yeah. Yes, she I was think in you're Rose right. Red. That was a TV series. Um. Yeah. So I th- I thought that was pretty cool to bring a lot of people. And Sissy Spacek was awesome. In this, oh show. my God, she's Man, great. She so good, she's great. Just to, let's run, let's do like a brief, a brief rundown of the characters, just so we can get a sense of what's yes, going yes, on with yes. each of these people. So you have uh, Andre Holland playing Henry Deaver, mm-hmm. uh, who is an attorney who is summoned by the kid to Castle Rock after also, they find him. Also known as the Black Devil. Yes, that's what they. You just gave me like the craziest look. Well, I guess, no, I guess no, the, yeah, the people in Castle so, Rock. Call him that. Sorry, as we're going through this, I do want to sidepar on certain yeah, things, yeah. whatever. Um, I loved the fact, though, that Maine in uh, or Castle Rock and this part of Maine in the story, mm-hmm. just like in every Stephen King novel, they're so racist still. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, and not that I love the fact no, that they're racist, no. but but it's very much in, in keeping, keeping with, with that yeah. Stephen King yep. like rhetoric. Mm-hmm. You know, like like it's it's exactly what because when I first saw him. That was kind of my first thought. I go, okay, so he's so the main character is a black guy and he's going back to Castle Rock. I wonder if, and then like this, right as I was thinking about it, it started right away. He gets off the bus with and him, people just stare at him like with he's him, an outsider. With him, it wasn't so much about his race, though. It had everything to do with they thought that he was responsible for the death of his father. I think it was everything, though. It was Be- probably a little know, bit all. They, well, they, they, they call him the Black thing. Devil. Like, I mean, that's a pretty right. that's a pretty loaded name. Yeah, you yeah. know. 
Um, so not he, to be confused with the rap devil. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. MGK. <laughs> uh, so Melanie Linsky plays Molly Strand, who uh, obviously has the shine, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, she or, or yeah. at least a variation the of the shine. Which is oh man, she'll see. I I didn't put this together, but she has the shine, obviously. And uh, uh, Jackie is Jackie Torrance, played by Jane Levy is the niece of Jack Torrance. Right. Yep. And here's what's going to blow your mind even more, because you haven't referenced this. <clears throat> the ending suggests that the next season is going to take place at the Overlooked Hotel. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Well, yeah. Didn't you, did you see the scene where she's, oh, yes. she's in yes. the, she's yes. in the Every story mellow st- tiger? You should, you should finish the story where it began. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 And she's so excited for that. I just got chills. Well, and because <laughs> she, she's sitting there she's sitting there writing a, a, a novel. Did you get the sense she was writing a novel or kind of like a... It was, yeah, it, it was like something. an editorial kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. where she ends up, she's just like this sweet girl. She's really kind of uh, foxy, super foxy. <laughs> she, she's, she's sweet. Like, she doesn't, well, she's I think, a weirdo. I think she's sweet, but that's just because <laughs> I, I like Jane Levy a lot. But any, uh, any girl with a fascination with murder is okay by me. Exactly. She like, ends up, of gold. she ends up uh, kind of taking up the mantle of her, of her, uh, her uncle yeah with the axe and oh, ends up murdering somebody with an axe yep. yep you know he 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 actually never managed to i guess he kills uh scatman crothers with the hell is his name dick halloran mm-hmm. but in in the novel he kills him with a mallet mm-hmm. uh but anyway so she, she ends up killing somebody with a an axe and then at the end she's writing a novel or whatever the hell she's talking about and, and talking about this feeling of delight that she got when the axe found its place in this guy's head and like it was stopped only by his brain and his brain stem and and then somebody comes over the guy the kid who was selling uh molly the the percocet mm-hmm. he comes over he's like what is this like some kind of horror bullshit and she's just like well it's a bit reductive but uh you know my my uncle actually or he goes uh, he says overlooked i don't get it why is it called overlooked and she's like you got to know the source material and she's talking about the shining yep, yep. and she mm-hmm. talks about how she's going to go back to the overlook hotel to do a little bit of on-site research how did i miss that how the fuck did That's i miss that that actually like since <laughs> since i already ruined yours earlier as yeah. far as your favorite um your favorite reference that might be my favorite one yep. just because i love the shining so much yep. and Oh. I, I think the fact that she when she showed up and her name is Jackie Torrance, I was like, come on. Yep. I thought that was so cool. Yep. So, yeah, I guess the next season will probably take place there, huh? Mm-hmm. I, man, I did not know that. So, like, this is the ending of this is a little bit frustrating then. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. But we'll work it out. Uh, look at look at shows like American Horror Story, though. They're going back to their season one story right now. And That's this true. is like season like eight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> So that could be the model they're going with. So you've got Jane Levy playing Jackie Torrance. Yep. Uh, given name Diane, even though she took the name Jackie to piss off her parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Skarsgård plays the kid. Mm. Uh, or, what or what a weirdly gorgeous looking motherfucker. I was gonna say, or uh, <laughs> as as he came to be known in in my household, handsome Henry. There was, <laughs> when, when Aaron and I were talking about different theories and stuff, we were we were we'd have to discuss each of the three different variations of Henry. So we call them Young Henry, Lawyer Henry, and Handsome Henry. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and she's she's just like, you can lock me in a cage with him anytime. Call him Henry, <laughs> Henry Skarsgård. Henry Skarsgård. He's uh, tall, lanky, and he has a lazy eye. What is handsome about him? 
Don't she, get me wrong. I think he is too. But why do we find him handsome? She like she. Well, she likes weird looking dudes. Clearly, <laughs> obviously. Clearly. <laughs> well, she she even said to me, she's like, "There's something about like as soon as I saw him, his face is very gaunt and he's got big lips." Which, when she met me ten years ago, I had a very gaunt face and some big PSLs. I'm not talking about pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice latte, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so penis he, sucking lips. That's yes. what he's talking oh, about. I was like, I don't know what you're talking I about. It's, D, it's DSLs, by the way. No, it's P- dick sucking lips. PSLs, pussy sucking lips. Mike, do I have to fucking spell everything out for you? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Why would she look at me and think that I had dick sucking lips? <laughs> look at this hot guy and his dick sucking lips. Oh my god. Oh boy! Uh, um, so the shoe fits, my friend. <laughs> Sissy Spacek plays uh, brilliantly. Plays Ruth Deaver, who yes. is the the mother of Henry Deaver. Yep. Uh, Henry Henry is adopted. Henry is adopted. He's a, a a young black boy in the beginning. His name is uh, played by Khalil Harris. Plays mm-hmm. the young Henry Deaver. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Andre Holland when he's the older variation. Scott Glenn, like we said, plays Alan Pangborn. That's that's oh, oh uh, Adam Rothenberg plays Reverend Matthew Deaver who also plays a, a very big role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ann Cusack plays the new warden at Shawshank, Warden Porter, and uh, uh, Noel Fisher I'd say is is pretty important to the story, right? Uh, yeah. Plays uh, um, Officer Zaleski. Yeah, he's 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 kind of the catalyst for the at least first half of the season. Yeah. Um, another standout to me was Rory Culkin. I did not expect to see Rory Culkin. Oh yeah, uh, dang in, it. Uh, At the end of this, I was so excited to ask ask you guys and uh, reveal that that it's a Culkin. Another <laughs> another fucking couple of characters though that pissed me off. We didn't know more about. I want to know their story. I see. And I, I can't imagine that they're gonna. I can't imagine that they're not gonna come back to this story at some point in time. They, they're like there are certain characters. Excuse me, that were just there to give information. Like we needed information about the schism, so they just invented schisma. schisma so they just invented a couple of characters to p- play that part. But and then, then they, but then, then they, they killed one off. But what with, happened to Rory? Though no... we have no idea what happened to Rory. Yeah, he died in the police station. Mm-hmm. They got he? Sh- he got shot after the all the um, prison inmates who were in the bus got mm-hmm. stuck in the jail yeah. cell. They got out with the shotgun. Oh, I didn't and realize they, that he was one of the ones that died. Yeah, he was the one. As as uh, as Henry and the kid went to leave, you hear him go, "Don't don't go out there." And he's on oh, the floor. He but, yeah, oh, he was the one. Oh my god, yeah. I didn't even recognize that was him. Yeah, well, because he was dying and bloody. You know what? That kind of cr- completes the triangle because uh, that was the point that I was excited to talk about. And you brought it up. <laughs> that that was perfect. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, I guess uh, <laughs> I, I, I keep saying that pretty much rounds out the cast, but there's so many other there's so many other people. Uh, Chosen Jacobs, who is in it, mm-hmm. the the remake, he plays uh, Wendell mm-hmm. Deaver, who is Henry's son. Uh, Jeffrey Pierce plays the young Alan Pangborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got? Cassidy Rory Culkin. McClincy. Cassidy McClincy plays young Molly Strand. Yep. She's who, a uh, big part of the, who the story. Likes, who likes to talk to Henry about how he touches himself at night. Isn't well, that interesting? She's <laughs> so she's she must feel his dick. Well, she says in her she says I know what you do and I know what you do in your bedroom and when you touch yourself and it feels like fireworks. I'm like, that's pretty. That's good for her because she doesn't even have to do anything and she just feels it all. <laughs> yeah, out of that or she gets woken up in the middle of the night. Damn it! Stop touching yourself. <laughs> He's jerking off again. <laughs> God. Oh, Henry. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Terry O'Quinn playing uh, uh, Dale Lacey, Warden Lacey. 
who I I mean I saw his face in the beginning and I was like pretty recognizable guy. Oh, oh very recognizable. He's on Lost and uh, <laughs> which is funny because. I kind of draw some comparisons between Lost and this show because you don't in both shows you never know what the fuck is going yeah. on. Yeah. I've never I've I've only watched like a few one-off episodes of Lost, but from everything I know who are uh like from people who are big uh oh that feels nice. Thank you. <laughs> people who are like huge fans of Lost are just like they never explain anything. They end the show and it's just and it's kind of how this went too. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, he plays Dale Lacey, who he actually he dies gloriously in the first episode. That's true. And then he comes back for like what a uh, way to go. Yeah. What a way. What an inventive way to go. That's what. I, yeah. Ten points for style. Absolutely. Not that <laughs> not that killing yourself should be a competition, but uh, if but it, it was, but ten points a, for style. But in a show, yeah. I mean, like. When I saw that, because you know, there's all the typical ways of dispatching yourself that you <laughs> that you know of. But not only does he hang himself, he ties a rope to a tree he and hangs then to his at neck. Forty miles an hour. Yeah, that's then to his neck, and then Ooh. he gets in his car and he drives off a cliff. So basically, the rope instead of hanging him just pulls his head right off. That's inventive. I couldn't make the sound loud enough. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we pretty much rounded out the cast as far as all the important players goes. Yeah, right? I, 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 one more thing about cast and career. Did you notice one of the one of the directors mm -hmm. of uh, the episodes? Uh, most of them were unfamiliar. Oh, all, Anna, Anna Lilia. Yeah, Emporia. all of them are are huge TV directors, mm -hmm. and they all have between between them all like there's a ridiculous like resume of TV shows, really good TV shows. And then one of them though was Anna Lily Armapore. Uh, which which episode did she direct? She directed. No, I don't. I don't remember exactly which one it was. But she is the director of A Girl Walks Home Alone, which was one of our favorite, like offbeat vampire flicks mm -hmm. that, I, that that we we talked about on the show. One of our favorites. It was so so good. She also did a movie called Bad, uh, Bad not Bad Taste. It was Bad something. Um, Santa. Oh, well, Bad Batch. Bad Batch, yeah, yeah the Bad Batch, mm -hmm. uh, which I've wanted to see. I've heard really good things about it, but um, but yeah, so I, I was kind of surprised to see her name on there. You know, she's not typically a TV director. Uh, she doesn't have as many credits to her name whatsoever uh, compared to everybody else. But uh, she did. She held uh, her own for sure. She did episode eight. Oh, she did the crazy past Ruth, perfect. The crazy Ruth episode. Oh, Is that, that was, was that the one? No, the crazy Ruth episode was the Queen. Seven. It was episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Okay, yeah, but I, I was just kind of shocked to see her name, though. You know, we're going through the cast and whatnot. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. All right. Uh, so we don't have a ton of time left here, so why don't we why don't we get into our theories and stuff about, uh, yeah. about okay. the show? Yeah, okay, I want to talk about the the, the, the voice of God mm -hmm. and the, the schisma. Okay. Uh, I want to know what you guys thought it was. Like, what is your what is your take on the... Now, the voice of God, for if you are listening to this and you haven't seen it, basically, um, the people affected by this phenomenon that takes place in the woods. It's this sound that sounds like a ring in your ears it's to most people. It's essentially like, it's, it's a ring in your ears, but also when you get closer, if you've, if you've seen any of the, uh, any of the YouTube videos of people recording the God sounds yes. that come out of the sky randomly. Obviously we're susceptible to the schisma. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's kind of like that. Only in our universe, it's the smegma. The smegma. <laughs> just, just raining down upon the... Everything's just icky every now and then. Um, so my thoughts on it are... 
I'll give you my well, well, I'll give you sorry. my thoughts, and then I'll give you the thoughts of what I, I a lot of other people have to say about it. Okay, we didn't finish though. Just 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 to round out what the what the schisma actually yeah, yeah. is. There are certain people: Henry Deaver, the the kid, um, and a couple of other people. Uh, uh, Wendell Deaver. Wendell. Matthew, the his father, uh, Father Matthew. Yep, yep, Father Matthew. Part of it, like they, they, certain people can hear the schisma, like. And only only certain people can. It's like it's like the the chosen ones that can hear the voice of God, if you will. Right. Um. And that's why they called it the voice of God. At least um, uh, Henry's father did. Right. Um. And so, but but what is it though? The guy that they meet in the woods, Rory Culkin's. Um. Uh, he was Odin. His, his name Odin. was Odin. I think. So Rory Culkin plays the uh, an interpreter for this guy named Odin. Odin is yeah. is deaf. Uh. Because he apparently made himself. He's, he's deaf. corrected. He is corrected. Yeah. Um. Which, did you get the impression that he was going to deafen Rory Culkin that yeah. night, too? He said, mm-hmm. well, oh, yeah, that's... he said, I'm going to correct him tonight. And, and there's so many... That's why he was uh, heating up the hot God. poker in the in the fire. He was oh. going to stick it into his ear and <laughs> destroy no. his earbuds. Don't do that, Rory. Or, uh, uh, yeah. uh, eardrums. Yeah. yeah. So, But he could hear it, too, though. Right. And and they made this like chamber to where... It was basically a sensory depth chamber... Anti, anti, anti-echoic chamber. Yeah, yeah. Something so maybe like not that. sensory depth, but like you can't. It's the most silent room ever. There's no sound in there. There's, basically. there's one of these in real life. Did you know that? Oh, I'm sure. It's, it's much bigger and not in an RV. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true. Uh, but they say that if you, they say that if you sit in the, because it's, it's so silent that you can actually hear the blood rushing through yeah. your, your veins. Yeah. And they say if you sit in it for like more than 45 minutes, you might go crazy. Which makes sense as to why these people might have gone crazy. Which is, yeah, it essentially, it kind of happens to Henry Deaver because yeah. they push him in there because they want him to, It's it, they say it's a way of hearing the voice of God unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear the ringing in your ears and you hear the schisma, the these weird sounds coming out of the atmosphere, that's like a, a distorted version of the voice of God. And they mm-hmm. say inside this echoic, anti-echoic chamber, that's when you can hear the pure voice of God. Yeah. Okay, so now what is your take on the voice of God? That's what I want to know. Um I kind of wondered I I think that it's I think that it's not really the voice of God. I think it's something more sinister. Okay. Um there there are people who have said that it's it there's a, a thing in the Dark Tower series called uh, a thinny, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is it's it's essentially um like a a a, a doorway between realities where um like the there's there's an erosion of the dimensions and people can pass through it so you can it's it, I, I guess it's kind of like time travel or not time travel but like inter it's a way to interdimensionally travel mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people seem to think it is mm-hmm. um i don't know what do you think it is I think uh, calling it a doorway to me, I think is the right time. I, I think that if you can go in, but there's obviously more than one um, dimension. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's just the two dimensions, uh, which we'll get to that to what happens at the end of the show. Right. I think there's definitely more than than two dimensions. I th- and I think that there are actual dimensions. I think that we're on different yeah, pages here. The multiverse. I think there's absolutely layers upon layers upon layers of dimensions and that sound that you're hearing if there's, if there's a doorway that cuts through the middle of all of them right and this is the way that you pass from dimension to dimension i think of it almost like when you have a, a very full balloon mm-hmm. and you put a tiny little pinhole on the side of a balloon and you stretch it open like a doorway and you hear the sound of the air rushing out of the balloon mm-hmm. picture that of with multiple 
multiple openings and you're so like hear, all these dimensions you're are basically converging hearing in this one the sound spot. of all of the different multiverses all these dimensions all are once. like clashing in this yes. one spot and so of. you're hearing and it sounds like a ringing because that much sound on top of you know what i'm saying like it would it, well you wouldn't be able to make anything be, out you're just deafening. hearing the sound yeah um and that's what i think it is i think that and, and because the woods are is where at least in this story the woods are where the the doorway is mm-hmm I think that the the closer you get to it, the louder it gets because of that exact reason. Right. And uh, and they always they kept calling it the doorway and this and that. And and, and I agree with the dark tower. Uh, it it's absolutely what it is. It's a door. It's a thinny. It's a door between dimensions. Mm-hmm. That's it's how the certain characters go from dimension to dimension in the dark tower series. Now I have not read the dark tower series, but I did read enough about it to put two and two together here. Now and why? I think, and I think that's exactly what it is. Now, if it's a if it's a thinny, I don't really know how people in the Dark Tower series travel through these thinnies. But is there the kid is constantly trying to lure people who can hear because he himself says he can't hear mm-hmm. the the voice of God. So he's constantly trying to lure people out who he knows can, mm-hmm. like uh, obviously Henry Deaver. And at one point in time, does he? Does he try and get Wendell out there? Or Wendell does go out there at one point in time. I think he tries to get Ruth out there. Does he? Or, or not Ruth, sorry, uh, Molly. Molly. Yeah, because Molly can hear it. Now, does and she? Can Molly can hear the? Uh, does she? I feel the, like she can hear it through other people. Yeah, yeah she, she can hear yeah, it through Henry. She hears Henry. it through Henry. Yep. Why is if? Do you guys think that he's? I guess we we got to kind of get into who you think the kid is because mm-hmm. do you think he's like an interdimensional traveler? Or do you think that he actually is Henry Deaver well, from a different dimension? Or this is where this is where for me it gets a little bit confusing, and it's not all that clear to me mm-hmm. because I definitely think that um, that lawyer Henry is from the other dimension, hundred percent, and and they basically show it like. He passed through the door without realizing it, and like uh, the, as the story goes, the reason why the the town hates Henry when he comes back mm-hmm. is because they all believe that he pushed his father basically over, uh, over the over this cliff. But they show that he did. Yeah, he did. No, he did. Yeah. He did. Uh, he, but he doesn't remember any of this stuff. Like, right. he, like this all is sort of like amnesia to him. Like he yeah. doesn't remember what happened out there. Um, and that it was he was gone for like eleven days or something like that in sub zero temperatures. He should have been frostbitten. So it all makes sense that he did come from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And 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 they show him after the fact when they show the flashbacks of him after it happened. The kid looks confused, like mm-hmm. like he doesn't know who these people are. Right. Even though there was another version of him that was actually adopted by these people, like he sw- switched places with the other version of himself mm-hmm. on the other side. Um, and he looks confused when it happens and it's possible because of this whole traumatic thing, he just doesn't remember any of it. You know, it's, it's like his new normal, like everything that happened before so, he got there. So when he was missing for 11 days, you think that he entered the doorway and he came back into the same reality 11 days later, or he ended up in, uh, like an adjacent reality 11 days later? Well, I think... I don't. I, that's one of the things I don't really know. Yeah. I, is it possible that he was? Why was okay? So on on in the other dimension, young uh, lawyer, young lawyer Henry was kept in a cage, in 
the same character. This is so confusing to people that have never seen this. Um, in the alternate reality, the guy that was his adopted father in the normal one, in the mm-hmm. alternate reality, his parents were divorced. They were gone. The father was crazy. And he basically had young lawyer Henry locked up in a cage in his basement. Now, did he? how long was Henry in that cage for? Was it 11 days? Did he did he switch over and the father found him but in, and lock him up and then he got out somehow? But in, in that reality where uh, Ruth left Matthew and moved off to Florida with Alan, she took the boy mm-hmm. with her, Bill Skarsgård's character. And he went down and he grew up in Florida with them. And then yes. he became a, a, you know, he ended up working in the field of uh, Alzheimer's mm-hmm. research. So at that point, where where did the young Henry come from? That's that's one of the things that's confusing. They don't really explain it. No. So you're, I've you're, got a I've got a pretty good theory that can tie up some of these things, but it also opens up some more doors. Okay. So it. you're gonna have to uh, to bear with me. I think there's a lot of connections in a lot. I think there's a lot of connections between this and it. How far are you guys in it? Like the I've, book. Well, I've, I've, He's read it before. I've read it before. I'm, I'm and, not very far. And this it. time around, I'm, I've got 10 hours okay. left. How how good is it? I don't want to spoil anything. You're fine with how, Okay. So it in It, there are two two things that I feel like there's big connections between the show and It. First of all, I forget where in the show, uh, but it references that the schisma opens up every 27 years. And oh, that's yeah, a that's big, a huge yep, point yep, that we that forgot was actually to bring in my, That was in my yeah. notes I yep. was going to bring And up. that's a big connection to it. So uh, the fact that the schisma opens up and then at the end of it, when they're doing the ritual of Chud, mm-hmm. uh, they go into what they call the beyond. Yeah. So my theory is the schisma opening up is just the beyond become like, opening up like the schisma is just the entrance into the beyond so the area where bill and then uh the other richie Richie are sucked into uh, i feel like that's what the schisma is it's entering into that and that's how you can travel to these dimensions and part of me thinks that the fact there are in that there are beings like the turtle and then the other being that they never really name or anything and uh, in the beyond that I kind of associate the sounds with them and uh, this answers the question of how long was he in the other dimension because the fact that it opens up every 27 years it would have to have been like within a year that he went there and then came back otherwise it suggests that he was in that dimension for 27 years that's true sure. So I but, but twenty but, but twenty seven years in that dimension can be a matter of days in another yes. dimension. Yes. So if so, to me, I, the way I received it when I watched it is he was only there for a short amount of time. He went in there and then went back within the same uh, opening. So of the you schisma. think? So you think it's the same kid? I think it's the you same. You think young kid. Henry yes. went to the other side and then So you think there are two, you know, I I don't need and here's another part of my theory that I'm still trying to make fit. I don't even think he went to another dimension because I think Bill Skarsgård was lying. So okay, so that so the so the episode episode 9, the one that I didn't like is the episode that basically drops the bombshell that there is a whole another alternate reality right. and that the kid whose also name is 
Henry Deaver. Yeah, allegedly. Whose uh, <laughs> <laughs> also name is Henry Deaver, uh, plays a completely different character on the other side, and it's that character that has been stuck in the current time frame for 27 years locked up in a box because he just showed up out of nowhere one day. Right. And the reason um, he's so weird is because he spent 27 years in a cage, yes. which anybody would lose their mind. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying that um, that there's like an all, like, that he suffers from Alzheimer's the way that his mother did. Oh. I, I don't necessarily buy into that theory, though. Because the, he gets his memories back, though. He becomes more loose as time goes on. Yeah, but so does she sometimes. Like, she'll she'll be, like, in the in the episode called Ruth The Queen. Ruth is a whole nother fucking egg to crack. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> We'd be here forever if we cracked that one. Yeah, I actually don't even think we're going to have time to dig into all this, unfortunately. So, the, the thing about, like... The dealing with the beyond and with these inter interdimensional like events, we'll call them, is another thing that happens in it that's a big part of the story is the fact that they forget. So the fact that Henry doesn't remember his time oh. when in the other dimension, I, I feel like that's that. just a, another connection where it's like amnesia with these sort of events, I feel like, is normal in the Stephen King universe because they literally forget after both the big like interdimensional events and it they start to forget immediately that's a really good point well, i didn't it, even think about that you know you keep bringing up it and i joked earlier about bill skarsgård's character being pennywise mm -hmm. blah 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 <laughs> um and and it's funny like obviously that's not the case but being that this that the show seems to have the thinnies and Stephen King himself has said that Pennywise is basically the same species of a character that is in the Dark Tower. Mm. So you know that's connected at that point. Right. You know that there are there are connections to be made. Is it possible that Bill Skarsgård's character, the kid, is also one of these one of these creatures? So maybe he is lying about the other yeah, side. Like right? maybe he's one of uh, Pennywise's offspring, or or just same species, or whatever. But like yeah. the reason that I say that is because there's one scene in the show. That never made sense to me, and that is when, and you could you could chalk it up to Ruth having Alzheimer's and seeing things differently. I don't actually think that Ruth had Alzheimer's. That's just my mm -hmm. my my personal view. She sees her dead husband walk into the house at one point in time, but it's the kid. Mm -hmm. She very clearly sees him when she drops her pills on the ground. So she's she's lucid. Right. She's not on her pills. She goes to the ground to pick him up, and she looks up. The kid walks in, but she sees the husband. Mm -hmm. That is a very Pennywise thing. Mm -hmm. where he can change his appearance based on what things that you are most afraid of. That was her husband. And that's another reason why I think I agree with I think I agree with uh, Jansen on this. I think he was lying the whole time. Even the episode where they show him as like this, you know, nice put together kid who's working in the city and doing Alzheimer's research. I think that that wasn't so much. Uh, that wasn't a reality so much as it was him in the the reality that we have come to know so far in the show. That was him kind of telling this story back to people and telling them what they wanted to hear. True. Like Penny Pennywise. Right, I'm on I'm on team I'm on team no other side of the coin. Like no like Penny Penny <laughs> Pennywise. I think, I think you just switched me. Think, think yes. about think about the way Pennywise works. Like he taps into people's fears and then he shows them what they're most afraid of. What if what if the kid is this as a similar sort of creature where he taps into uh he 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 can like tell what people want most in the world mm -hmm. and he does that because he he goes to Molly Strand and he tells her I was in a different world where you were happy and you were on city council 
And then he goes to Alan Pangborn, who the only thing that he wants... help your wife. The only thing he wants in the world is for Ruth to not have Alzheimer's, and he says, I can help her. It's it's so stupid. Oh, my God. Like, are we done? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's so... If you think about it, it is actually... The It connection is so... It's so insanely in your face that it's not even funny. In It... Ever, when he goes away for 27 years, he goes down into a well and disappears. Mm-hmm. In Castle Rock, they fucking cage him in a metal well that he can't get out of. Yeah. At the bottom of this pit. He's literally in the well. Mm-hmm. They have found, and they and they seal it so he literally can't get out and he can't cause cause trouble. Right. He's literally played by the same actor that played. Like it's almost so in your face. Which not to say that, that he is Pennywise. No, but no, no, no. He's not Pennywise. I'm just saying he like because he's the same. That's like his earthly appearance. That's that's any any version of that species. That's mm-hmm. like it's their earthly appearance, right. maybe. And you can even and make it's that, so in your face yeah. that you don't even see it. Mm-hmm. And you can it, even make that part cooler because if you remember at the end of it, there's eggs for more of the species of Pennywise because Pennywise like. Turns out to be a pregnant female. So what if Ben just didn't squash all of them, and what if some of them survived, and one of them turned into the kid? Well, mind you, mind you, the beginning of this though too, when he first shows up, takes place in the what long time ago? So it was it was the same. Was it the fifties? When when the young young Henry D. Nineteen ninety one. Was it ninety one? Yeah. Okay. Which what's what's ninety one minus twenty seven? I'm bad at math. It it would have a different. I guess it would have. It's a, like it does place it differently. Sixty four. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, but it would be. It, it wouldn't. You know, Pennywise is the one who was in fifty uh, fifty six and then eighty five or whatever the hell it yeah. was. They can yeah. all they so, can hatch at yeah, different times. Right. They, so if they hatch the at different times, it starts their twenty seven year twenty seven years uh, rotation. Guys, I'm I'm I. You changed my mind. Yes. Like I actually don't. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think he might have been lying. I think that whole episode well, then was to throw you off. I think yeah. I think his little smirk at the camera at the very end is very telling, because yeah. he so, smiles the way that freaking Pennywise smiles. Well, I mean, it's not quite as extreme, but so so Henry like they they go out they go out into the to the woods and he wants to get back to the back to the uh, um, the schisma back mm-hmm. to the thinny whatever you want to call it and. Uh, he ends up showing his kind of his, his, true, true, his form. true form, which is this old age. He's not people call him a demon. He's not a demon. The director actually, or the writers actually said it's just it's literally the kid, but like three hundred years aged, right? When was this? This is uh, at the very end where him and Henry go out into the woods, mm-hmm. and Henry's got a gun on him, and uh, he turns around him for a oh, split yes, second. His yes. face is like an old man. Uh, um. Then the next thing you see is Henry's got him back down in the water tank or whatever the hell it is, caged up in in that in yeah. the cage, and he comes down and he says, you know, he's he says Merry Christmas and or he like puts his a burger and fries down in front of him and he says, yeah, it's Christmas. I figured I'd give you a Christmas present, and then he leaves, and then the last thing you see is the camera panning past the boy's face. Or the kid's face, mm-hmm. and then the last thing you see is he smirks at the camera, and I think it. I think it's just because he knew that when he was down there the first time with Lacey, that he had finally worn down Lacey, because Lacey had given up on his on his uh, idea of trying yeah. to keep him because uh, he caged. touched him. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He did. Oh god, he finally, he finally touched him. He Death gave touch. up on he gave up on his whole mission, and he said, "When they find you, ask for Henry Deaver." And then he goes and he kills himself. And then when Henry Deaver has him down there, in, in the last scene, he's kind of softened up a little bit. He he comes down and he puts a burger in front of Why him. And he says, he... "Merry Christmas." And then the kid smiles at the camera because he knows that it's just a matter of time. Until that process repeats, and mm-hmm. Henry's going to end up killing himself, and he's going to get out and have another chance at getting back to his dimension or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I think I think real. I think he's. I think he's bullshit. He's a con artist. I do want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about two things real quick, and I know it's an egg. We said we didn't want to crack, but we. Mm-hmm. But we have to. We have to talk about the fact that Molly has the shine. Yeah. And the fact that Ruth does she have. Does she have Alzheimer's, or does she have a power to go in, like, basically time jump? It's so hard to tell. I would say the time jump. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think the amnesia is bullshit. By the I, I way, think that's just a... By the way, that 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 episode, The Queen... So weird. The the <laughs> editing, the way they... So, like, if, if you watch the first episode, and there were certain times where uh, Henry would walk into a room and she'd be looking to her right... And then she looks over at him, and you're just like, what was she doing? Like, you just thought she was being kind of demented. Like, she was just, like, standing in there, just kind of looking off into space. And then when they get to the episode of The Queen, she's actually, you see in that scene when he walks into the room and she's looking over to the right, she's actually looking off at herself in bed with Alan Pangborn. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't see that. She sees it. And then it's like she jumps back into this timeline. Yeah. Like there's there There's is a really good episode. Yeah, it's but it's so hard to tell because she even explains it to Wendell. She's like, somewhere along the line, my timelines just stopped going in a linear fashion. I think, and and I I just I'm jumping all over the place. I think that that does have to do with age. I think that when she was younger, she could probably control it better, and Mm -hmm. that's why as she gets older, she's having a harder time controlling it. Mm. And like maybe she could do it at will before when she was younger. In her older age, her brain her brain is starting to break down a little bit. Right, it's happening uh, involuntarily, and that's why she has to put the the. the chess pieces. The, chess pieces, the yeah. chess pieces, basically uh, breadcrumbs. Um, breadcrumbs yeah. to find her way back. Yeah. Because because she just can't really control it anymore. I don't mm-hmm. think she's going crazy. I think that no. that she's just losing control of this gift that she has. Right. I also wonder if Ruth knew about the kid because there was a couple times when she sees him that where she stops and she pauses, like she knows exactly who that is. Yeah. Like she has seen it before, maybe because she has time jumped, maybe because 27 years ago she actually knew what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I she you know, she does say that because she saw Molly kill her husband. She said that. She told Molly that she knows that she killed her. Oh yeah, that's right. So she knows she knew that there was something else weird going on, and in this world where you have multiverses and 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 you know, Pennywise Juniors and like every <laughs> you know like why wouldn't that happen? Right. And, and I'm pretty sure that 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 she she absolutely did not have Alzheimer's. Yeah. I think that I think that she, because and when she was like gearing up to fight him at one point in time, like she tells. Uh, uh, Henry's son to leave the house because mm-hmm. she knows exactly what is coming. Right, like she mm-hmm. was not. She was so lucid in that moment. It was mm-hmm. the second. The second that he walked out of the room, she's like, "Take this, get out of the house." And it was almost like saying, "Listen, I know what I'm dealing with. I've I've fought this before, but or, why or was, whatever." Like, why you know? was he acting like her husband at that point? 
making her eggs the way she liked them. And then he put on their wedding song and was slow dancing with her. And then he told her he was going to go draw her a bath and he stuff. Probably, like he, why was he acting so much like Matthew at that point in time? He probably didn't realize that she had that gift. So he was just... Playing so he was trying to do like the whole like Pennywise thing, like appear as something. Uh-huh. Oh, and, I got balloons! Oh. I got balloons down here. Don't you want your boat? Like giving you, giving you what you want. Mm-hmm. So when he walks and in, she when was he walks in afraid. and she first perceives him as Matthew, like that's that was him putting on a what do they call it? A sparkle? What is what do they call that? I I a glitter. He was that was him putting on a glitter. A to, shimmer. A, a shimmer. No, it's called a glitter. A glitter. Okay. Uh, putting on a glitter to make her perceive him as Matthew but then because she has this gift she was able to see through the plan or whatever the hell and then suddenly it was the kid again so she knew he was a threat yeah but also though Pennywise that type of character they used your fears against you and she was afraid of her husband right Mm -hmm. you know she hated her husband yeah but why was she able to suddenly see him as a kid again though you know Um, what I mean yeah I don't know maybe it's also possible that maybe that maybe uh then the same way that like Pennywise's creature like lost power when he was doing whatever, it's possible he wasn't at full strength, so maybe he could only do it for a short period of time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's possible too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she could. Maybe she can just see through his act. Right. Yeah. Who know? Who knows? Um, fuck! I love the show even more now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, Aaron, Aaron, and I both agreed. I think I might go back and rewatch it and see yeah. if I can pick up on some. Watching stuff, it with so. a fresh set of eyes after knowing the ending, I think is going to be very worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that's pretty much all. I, we could I mean, we could so probably talk more, about but, it forever, yeah. but we should probably wrap it up here. So, yeah. uh, let us know what you thought about the show, please. And if you have any different theories, uh, definitely let us know. Because, Absolutely, because we. Even though we've worked some of it out here, we're still confused as all hell. So. <laughs> uh, and if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. And we're on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on all first, third, second, fourth, fifth streaming apps. Twenty seventh. Twenty seventh streaming apps. We're mm-hmm. there. We're yep. there, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can go on those and leave us a comment if you wish to, and leave us twenty seven stars. Yeah, do it. If you want to find J-Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. And if you want to find Jancy Pants, just uh, wait a couple days because he's going to change all of his social media <laughs> stuff to Jancy Pants and then search Jancy Pants you'll be able to find it. And if you want to find him, me in the schisma. <laughs> <laughs> You, 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 they'll find you in the smegma. That's, that's, that's where they'll find you. It's sticky in there. I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. That's it. Cheers, cheers boys. Cheers. cheers. Hey, and cheers to uh, Stephen King. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday, my friend. Oh, Big old 61. next week. What are we doing? No, he's 71. 71. Ah, dang it. Unless he, unless he tra- traveled through the, the oh, thinny. Oh, he could have. He could have traveled the thinny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, next week, we yeah. got to roll for next week. Next week, we're going to roll here, and we got... Got ourselves a number seven. What's that? Actor Spotlight. Ooh. And uh, we decided to pick some uh, 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 some newer movies of one of our favorite uncaged. Who? What? What? Where? <laughs> so we're going to do Mom and Dad and Mandy. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's, that is I'm, next I'm week's episode. For this one. Nice. Cool. Oh. Uh, so Nick, I, Nick Cage, in case you don't know who we're talking yes. about. Yes, sir. So, all right. Nick. Cool. Well, hey, well, cheers again. Well, cheers again. Cheers, boys. Right. Good night, everyone. Try to have a good night. We don't have glass bottles this time. <laughs>